Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Uh, welcome, loves. It is Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. Uh, it doesn't seem like uh, that long since we said goodbye, and here we are saying hello again, kind of like uh, the Beatles. Anyway, yeah, like I'm like the Beatles, uh-huh, in my dreams. Anyway, uh, how you doing? Uh, well, at least I'd, I'd like to be like two of them, not the other two. Anyway, uh, welcome to the show. Good to have you with us on this uh, Friday. What do we call this? Dig out Friday, except for the one district that lets students home early. And uh, I, I love these announcements that all activities are canceled except for ski club. Yeah, if you are a skier, uh, this is uh, this is like gold to you. Uh, to me, it's more like feces raining from the sky. To be very honest with you, um, I. I look. Let me be. Let me be very honest with you. And you can call. You can assault me. You can insult me. You can do whatever you want. You can agree with me. I hate this crap. I honestly hate this crap. And this. Uh, this may be. Honestly, this may be the storm that breaks the uh, breaks the camel's back. I just don't have it in me anymore to deal with this nonsense. Um, just this never-ending snow. I mean, I'm sorry, but uh, it just it just ain't for me. It's it's never been for me. It is it has never been for me. And this is this this particular storm, the oscillation, the back, the forth, the not being able to get out of the driveway. Um, it's just, it's gotten very old for me at this point in my life. And it's not like, uh, I can get out and, uh, you know, just shovel away or snow blow away anymore. Cause I really, I'm not supposed to. And, uh, frankly, uh, winter can take it and stuff it where the sun don't shine. Give me 80 degrees, 85 degrees sunshine. And I am a happy camper. I would love to hear from people like, uh, we've heard, what do you want me to sit here and say, Buffalo proud. We're talking proud. We're Buffalo strong. Do you want me to sit here and say that and lie to you? Because that's just not me. It's never been me. It's never going to be me. I've had it with winter. I've had it with snow. I've had it with the oscillating bands. I've had it with six feet of snow in some places. I didn't even get hit that bad, but it was still bad enough to uh, adversely affect my life. And uh, frankly, I'm, I'm just, I'm so done with winter and it's only early January. Well, all right, late January. It's only late January. And uh, between the blizzard of 22 and the double whammy storm of uh, 2024, I've had enough. In my life, I've had enough and I want out. Um, and I'm sorry to say that, but, uh, you know, it's getting close to that point in time where um, c- certain decisions have to be made regarding what I want to do in my future. And I'll tell you, living here is not among the plans. It's just, I'm sorry. I, I-, I don't mean to be Mr. Negative here, but it just ain't for me. I'm sorry. What, I mean, what do you do? 
given certain restraints that I have uh, imposed on me, w- what do you do if, uh, you know, you basically are hostage to the weather for as many months as we are and hostage to the bands of snow? Don't get me wrong. If uh, if this area was, let's say, in the wintertime, maybe low temperatures in the 40s, maybe even the 30s, it would be a lot more tolerable than it is at this point in my life. Notice I'm saying at this point in my life uh, than, it, it, than it used to be. Because, uh, frankly, look, I, I have uh, – I feel as though – uh, we do a great community service uh, during every snowstorm. I feel as though we uh, we do uh, excellent work, uh, and we I think we do our best work actually when it is uh, snowing the way it has been snowing. But uh, I, I've had in, in my life at this point, I've had enough. Uh, is there anybody with me, or do you want to call me a p p p p eight oh three oh nine thirty star nine thirty and one eight hundred six one six W B E N. Look, I don't have a snowmobile. I don't have well, I've got a snow blower, but I've got something even better. I've got a neighbor who does it for me. And I believe me, he's well taken care of. All right. Joey Z is well taken care of by T B. Okay, um, and he's just done a phenomenal job, and he's going to eat very well for quite a while. Um, so there's there, there's that because you got to take care of the people who take care of you. One hand washes the other. Uh, you you know the drill. But uh, no, I mean you, you either winter you either love it or you hate it. And I must be very honest with you, I absolutely hate it. I detest it, especially at this point in my life where I can't get out and snowblow. I can't get out and shovel. I can't get out and do anything except grab something to eat if I can get out of my driveway. And uh, and that's about it. But some of you are winter freaks. Some of you are snowmobiles, so, uh, snowmobilers. Some of you are skiers. And, hey, if the weather was a little bit more moderate, I, I wouldn't mind getting out and going skiing. But that involves an investment in equipment that I'd only use about four times a year at the most. Because guess what? I'm not a big fan of driving in the snow, even though I have access to vehicles that are quite excellent in the snow. And I don't really worry about that. I always worry about the people um, who are driving on the road with me. Not anybody listening to this show, mind you, but the people listening uh, to this radio station. uh, Well, the people not listening to this radio station. But it just I want an honest answer. Tell me why you love winter. Tell me why you hate winter. And I hate it because I just I cannot do what I used to do in the winter and it's a major inconvenience, especially at this point in my life. And I'm not going to go into details here, but there are many, many balls uh, that I'm juggling in my life. And this particular storm has interfered um, egregiously with everything that I am trying to logistically coordinate in certain areas of my life. And it is a giant pain in the buttocks. So uh, winter, love it or hate it. And I, and you know what? I, I've never been a big winter fan. Those of you who listen to the show, I've never been a big winter fan. But I find that the older I become, even less of a fan I am of winter. Again, you may agree, you may disagree. I expect to be beaten up pretty badly because that's the way it goes. You can be a hero one day and then uh, just a schlump the next day if you speak your mind. But quite frankly, oscillating bands of snow, uh, three feet, six feet of snow, just not something that I feel like dealing with. Uh, let, let the younger people deal with it. Um, I just, you know, I'm not going to go to the end of the driveway if I have to and uh, chop. 
snow and have a heart attack and uh, keel over. That's just not my idea of the ideal way to check out. Sorry, I'd rather check out in a pool in Jamaica, honestly, uh, as long as there are not many people around, given what happens at the moment of death. Hello. Uh, let's go to Will in uh, Buffalo. You are on WBEN. Will, hello. Will, you got to turn your radio down, gotcha. just like Tanner Saunders told you. I got you, brother. Sorry about that. So what, what's your take on winter? Love it or hate it? I can't stand it. I'm with you, buddy. You're not a puh, puh, puh. I'm with you. I'm with <laughs> you. I can't stand it. <laughs> have, have, has your view on winter changed over the years? Because when I was a teenager, I loved storms like the ones we just had because literally we, a friend of mine would go out and we would go door to door knocking on doors. We would shovel driveways and we'd finish uh, a few hours work, sometimes with as much as $100 each in our pockets. And that was that was a lot of money back in the 70s. Absolutely. Hey, now in my 50s to 60s, Ain't happening. I can't. I can't stand it. I cannot take it anymore. I'm with you. Um, so where? Okay, if you had to pick a destination, um, where would it be? Keeping in mind, Arizona is overrun with illegal invaders into the United States. <laughs> not to mention roadrunners and cacti and tumbleweeds. Hey, 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 I hear you. I I prefer South Carolina down. So okay. Now the the next obvious question I have to ask is. What's worse, going through what we're going through this winter and what we went through during the blizzard of 22 or going through a hurricane? I hear you. I, 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 get, you, I get you there, but I have several family members that live down in Florida, um, up down the coast, actually, from South Carolina down to Florida. And, I mean, it doesn't happen every, you know, every year where it's you know, that much of a tragedy. So I, I would take that. Over the snow, seriously, I would risk it. Well, you know, I mean, here's here's the thing about a hurricane. Um, at least um, you get enough notice where you can pack things up and you can go inland uh, away from the bulk of the storm and then clean up the damage afterwards. But here's here's the problem. I mean, Florida sounds awfully appealing sometimes, but and maybe we've got listeners from Florida who can either back me up or refute what I'm saying, but your homeowner's insurance in Florida is through the roof. Your car insurance in Florida is through the roof. And yeah, there might be no state income tax, but any savings you derive from lower taxes in florida is offset by the higher cost of insurance in florida exactly i yeah i understand that but at the same time you gotta pick your poison what you're gonna do and i can't stand this cold and i would i'll take that i'm sorry and, and you know it was was there a point in your life i mean look I, anybody in my family will tell you that even as a young man i was not down with winter it was just not my bag baby oh yeah i used to go skiing ha had a great time skiing even do uh, even drove to stowe vermont one time you don't talk about cold i don't think yeah. i've ever been as cold as i was at the top of the uh, mountain in, in in stowe skiing um wow. so i guess I, i'm a glutton for punishment but uh, was there a time that you can narrow in on when the winter just started to get old on you probably when i hit my 40 uh, probably 40 years old 40 between 40 and 42 when i started losing a little bit of my vision a little bit of my hearing as well so long like with everything else um very very interesting um i mean but it, it doesn't mean that you hate western new york it means that you just aren't very fond of the weather in western new york and i will tell you that that's where i am i mean i think the people are great in western New York, but uh, the weather, I think, absolutely sucks. Absolutely. I agree with you there. I love the spring. 
And I love the fall and the summer, but the winter, I just can't take it anymore. So I'm going to try and do the snowbird thing. I got about four more years to work, and, and that's it for me. And um, I'm hoping to do that, uh, get away for the winter. Uh, well, I mean, then at least you get the, the best of both worlds, but there are obvious expenses involved in that. Um, but, man, I'm, I'm everywhere, like, okay, everywhere I go, I haven't really been that many places over the past few days, but uh, the establishments I've been able to frequent over the past two days, I don't think I'm alone. Um, based on comments that I'm hearing from people. Um, I'm hearing a lot of complaints about being snowed in. Uh, even got an email from somebody bitching about the snow at the end of the driveway and saying city officials ought to be prosecuted because they're uh, imprisoning people in their own homes. And I think that's, that's an unreasonable complaint because I don't know a way of plowing snow off your street while avoiding the end of your driveway. It's inevitable. Yeah, that's true. This is true. I mean, like I said, it. It comes with the with the season, you know, and you got to deal with it, one way or the other. You're here, right? You're in for it. <laughs> yep. Okay. Hey, thanks very much. I appreciate it. Uh, I wasn't expecting the first call to be complimentary, believe me. Uh, but uh, look, I got I'm never going to lie to you. I never have, and I, I never am going to lie to you. Uh, winter can basically stick it where the sun don't shine. Oh, I'm sorry. The sun don't usually shine in the winter. Uh, let's go to uh, Tony in uh, South Buffalo on WBEN. Uh, Tony, first question before we get into the topic of the day is, how did the great dig-out go? Uh, they didn't do nothing. Not a thing. I talked to you and David yesterday. I mean, yeah, I did talk to you and David yesterday. And uh, I know they're they're getting us, but we seem to be in the back of the bus. And uh, the digging out part, I didn't see one plow. None since uh, it's so going on what's, days now. Uh, uh, do you have your radio on? on in the, okay, do you have your radio on in the background? Because I just if you shut do, it need, down. Okay, yeah, because it, it I needs just to be shut on. It down. Well, I, I remember your call from Amber Street yesterday. You're the Navy veteran, right? Yes, sir. Twenty-one years active duty. Uh, okay, all right. Uh, so retired as an E6, I believe. Yes, sir. Okay, just testing my memory, uh, and, uh, so, just so I know I'm not going senile. No, you're not going senile, um, and, but it's uh, and and it's horrible to and I, and I listened to a conversation earlier today that said the city has been without adequate equipment for years. They've just been getting by with what they have over the years. These snowstorms seem to be more increased and more heavy lake effect. That's really putting people's lives at, at risk out here. I, I really believe that. Well, you know what? I think I think we go through periods. I think uh, if you were to go back and trace these storms, uh, you would find that they are kind of cyclical. Uh, we'll go through years, you know, year after year, where we get really nasty winters, and then year after year where we get nothing winters. And right now we're in a cycle where we've gotten some really nasty storms, and God knows what's ahead the rest of the winter. I, aren't we about due for one of those 1976 ice storms again? Well, I was looking at, I forgot, was it, in the 29 or something like that, it was 62 degrees in Buffalo that at yesterday. Huh. <laughs> well, can we rattle that back up again? Well, look, at any time, anytime you're looking at statistics, there are always anomalies. It's kind of like a bell curve, if you're familiar with that. And uh, that, that yep. certainly was uh, that certainly was an outlier. 
but uh, in in any event, um, the situation with uh, the weather. You talked about Amber Street not being plowed, and I'm sorry about that. I don't know if that was on the list. Uh, if we get Nate Martin on again, I will uh, again mention Amber Street to him. But the uh, uh, the uh, situation with uh, with winter in general. Uh, what is your uh, what what is your take on winter in general? Is this enough to uh, is this enough to uh, get you out of here? Well, I I think I would be more. I like living here, but uh, this type of stuff I don't like. And I, I understand the last caller. He said Florida, and I my buddy lives in Florida, and he said between September and October, uh, you don't want to be in Florida. And I I drove truck for some years and I, I did team over the road and um, we would go into Phoenix needing a shower. It would be 130 degrees in the summer in, in Phoenix. Take a but shower. It's a dry heat. Time you took your, uh, oh yeah, but still 130 plus degrees. Uh, you went in and took a shower. By the time you walked back out to the truck with your gear, you're already sweating to death. Yeah, so, I do that anyway. I, mean, you either I do got that around here. They're famine. Uh, well, you're you're right. I mean, there there is no ideal. Although I get very jealous when I uh, look at the uh, weather from Negril, Jamaica. You know, 86 degrees and mostly sunny. Oh, give me a break. Yeah. Um, thank you. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I I would move to Jamaica in a heartbeat. I would be like one of ten white people on Jamaica, but that's okay because it feels like home, and I'm always welcomed like a brother, and I love it. Well, when I was in the Navy, we uh, went to Puerto Rico, one of the most beautiful. Uh, you want to see some beautiful gals, that's the place to go. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I, I, I did all through Europe, and uh, this here is just, I mean, mind-boggling how it, you know. I know we have Mother Nature is coming, and we have no control of Mother Nature. But as far as the city is concerned, that it's very concerning to to where they're going out and contracting work because they don't have adequate equipment. That that well, is really well, mind boggling. Look, look I, I've been talking about that for years. First of all, the barn where they keep the plows. Uh, if OSHA were to come in there, I'm pretty sure they would certify it as an unsafe work environment. Uh, talked to Mayor Brown about that a few weeks ago, and a new uh, facility would be uh, sixty million dollars. So far, they have. $10 million of that $60 million. And some of the guys at DPW tell me a lot of the plows you see on TV when they do their annual we're ready for winter news conference don't even work. They haven't worked for years. They, they can pack the peanut butter on thick, can't they? <laughs> uh, I wouldn't call it peanut butter because I wouldn't want to lick it, but uh, thanks very much. And uh, <laughs> as far well, as looking. I'm trying to be nice, and, and uh, this is a uh, class. Uh, radio station, so I wouldn't, oh, yeah. I wouldn't dare. Uh, <laughs> Sir, I would never anything. associate my show with class, believe me. Um, I thank you well, kindly. I, I, I can tell you that uh, I am very honored that you answer my calls, and you and David both uh, very, very honored and take the time to talk to people. Even though it's a, it's, it's a, like a psychiatrist, you're helping out. <laughs> So you have a great day. All right, Tony. Thank you. About this point, I think I might need one, but uh, I don't know. I think I don't know. I just think it's a actually it's a normal human reaction, uh, especially again coming from somebody who, even as a young man, was never a big fan of winter. 
the difference is, as an older man, it is uh, it, it is a dangerous situation in which to find oneself. Like the lady who called in yesterday talking about, boy, I wish I could find a shoveler. I'd pay the shoveler $20 an hour. Um, I pay my shoveler considerably more than that uh, because he's just Johnny on the spot. Or would that be Joey Z on the spot? All right, Winter, love it or hate it? I'm not a fan. I've never have been. And the older I get, the less of a fan I am. And I know that's the unpopular media position to take because we're all supposed to be rah-rah cheerleaders. But I got news for you. I don't look I don't look really good in a skirt right now. I'm working on it, though. 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. From uh, Woodstock, 1969, 10 years after. And I would be stunned if Alvin Lee showed up at the Bills game on Sunday. I'd rather see Alvin Lee than uh, Taylor Swift, although Alvin Lee's been dead for a couple of years. Far more entertaining for me, I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, uh, it is Bauer Lee on WBEN. Uh, I would love to hear from Snowbirds because, see, that that is a compromise. But if you're going to be a Snowbird... Uh, for the Department of New York State Tax and Finance, uh, you must be, uh, let's see, what is it, six months and one day and be able to prove it. And they're cracking down more and more on snowbirds and people who claim residency in a state like Texas or Florida with no income tax versus New York State. Uh, but again, I'd love to hear from people in Florida uh, who moved there because of the cost. Were you? Did you get uh, sticker shock when you moved to Florida? Because everything I hear about Florida is, hey, you know what? Yeah, the weather is awesome, but uh, if you think you're going to save money, you're not because. You, you might not pay income tax. Well, you don't pay income tax in the state of Florida. To the state of Florida, you still have to pay your federal taxes, um, which is why Florida and Texas should both secede from the union, I might add. But, uh, oh, did I say that? Uh-huh. Uh, but anyway, um, <laughs> hey, my great-great-grandfather did fight in the Civil War all four years. Thank you very much. But uh, uh, let me get back on topic. Uh, those of you who uh, do the... Uh, snowbird thing, how does that work out for you? Because I, I have to tell you, 
Um, at this point, again, at this point in my life, winter has become, uh, it, it's actually become a health risk. Uh, this kind of weather has become a health issue, and I don't feel like dealing with it anymore. Uh, here is uh, Sandy on WBEN. I'm sorry, Randy in Forestville. Randy, you're on WBEN. If you want to call me a p, 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 you, uh, you, you can, and that's okay. You're on WBEN. Hello. Ah, and I'll bet you you make a skirt look darn fine. Don't cut yourself short. Well, I don't know, but I mean, I'm not really looking for any beautiful ladies at this point in my life. Perhaps a nice looking man, but not a beautiful lady. There you go. I like to keep I everybody included in the show. Oh, you do? I love winter. It's my absolute favorite time of year. The more snow, the better. Blizzard of 77 was so damn much fun. I wish it would have kept going. I've got uh, seven snowmobiles in my barn. I've got three diesel tractors with snow blowers. I got a big snow plow on my diesel truck. I'm out plowing in South Dayton right now. I live right on the Chautauqua Ridge. The snowmobile trails go across my farm. Uh, if I ever moved, it would be B because I want to go where there's more snow. Oh, my God. Well, look, I mean, to each his own, and we are just birds of a different feather. Um, but at some point, I mean, you talk about the blizzard of 77, which tells me you aren't exactly a spring chicken. And obviously, living where you do, you have the equipment to deal with the snow. I do not have the equipment to deal with the snow. Used to be my own two strong arms, but uh, unfortunately, uh, I can't use them outside in this kind of weather anymore. And you know what I hate the most? I hate having to rely on other people to shovel me out because I was the guy who used to do that for the people who couldn't do it themselves. And now karmically, positively, I guess, I find myself in that situation. Um, what do you do with seven snowmobiles? So you can only ride one at a time, man. Well, if you can imagine, I got a friend of mine who moved to Florida many years ago who came up for the game last weekend and has been stuck here because he can't get out of town. So, uh, we've been out he riding. I got him on one of them, so he's been out riding with me. Uh, I got a couple of uh, old vintage ones, but basically when I buy a snowmobile, you know, we put a lot of miles on them, but I never sell them. So, you know, when I'm when I time to buy a new one, I just keep the old ones and keep them around. I like riding my old ones. So you're like so the Buffalo DPW. You keep things in a garage even if they don't work right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Buffalo. There's, I got a buddy who is a uh, – uh, works for the uh, uh, parks department up there. And he's like, yeah, if you think all those plows they show you all the time, says them freaking things are junk. They are. I, 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 I have very good contacts with the uh, people who are in the uh, DPW, uh, and I'm talking about the grunts, the people on the ground. And not right. only are those barns an unsafe work environment, but the plows they show haven't worked since, like, 1988. Some of them, anyway. Uh, but, all right, you know, well, look, I mean, Look, we, we all have our thing. And may I ask how old a man you are? I'm a little bit older than you, born July 19th, right before you, so 1963. Yeah. Well, here's, you know, I would be in... This on you, I I, I, I truly don't. But if uh, you develop cardiac issues and you really can't do 
you can't even be outside for any length of time in this weather. I'd be interested in knowing if your perspective changes because, uh, you know, it's kind of a, I mean, it was six years ago, but unfortunately, uh, you know, the lasting repercussions are still there. And um, the other thing I will say, too, in all fairness, is in the summertime and in hot weather, I sweat like I've got hyperhidrosis. I mean, I will, I will sweat through a suit in about five minutes outside. I will have the suit well, soaking wet. I take zero prescriptions, never have, probably never will. By last year, I ran over 1,000 miles, bicycled about another 500 miles. You know, I eat pretty good. I just am not. Well, uh, I stay well, away I'll from doctors. Something. I don't trust them very much. Well, see, okay, you stay away from doctors. That So do you monitor your blood pressure? Do you have any idea what your uh, cardiac uh, stenosis is in terms of the arteries leading to your heart? I mean, you, you should see a doctor, sir. You should see a physician. Everybody I know, my wife had a friend she graduated with. She's 59 years old, went in for knee surgery uh, a couple of months ago. May she rest in peace. A couple of weeks oh, after that's... her knee surgery, she suddenly just died. No particular reason given. Uh, did There's they so do post- many stories of people who go to see their doctors and the people I know that go to the doctor all the time seem to go to the doctor all the time. The more you go, the more you go. Um, well, I mean, I would take a different approach to that. I would say the more you go, the more you feel the need to go. And the more educated you are in terms of uh, your particular genetics and health circumstances, you know, you, you pick and choose to whom you go. You have to know the questions to ask. And knowing how to speak a little bit of doctorese does not hurt either. My life experience with doctors, and, and it, I've been in a position three times where I've had, you know, my wife had, now, I'm not talking about an acute. If somebody has a heart attack, get to the freaking doctor, is, you know, get to the hospital, go. You break your leg, go see a doctor. I mean, we're not talking about acute stuff, but, uh, you know, just going to the doctor constantly. My sister was one of those people who, man, it seemed like she was at the doctor every other week. And, uh, you know, she's now 100% disabled. She had a massive stroke. Uh, I was the person that was here, so when they called me from Gates to say, well, she's had a whatever massive stroke, we can you know, go full bore to save her. Or we, and she was 47 years old at the time and very slender, 5 feet 7, 120 pounds. And you know, just, if we let her go, she's going to die. We can go all in and try to save her, but she still might die, but she's definitely going to be disabled for life. I had to make that call with my sister. My wife had uh, spinal meningitis many years ago. I had to make that call. You want us to do everything we can to save her or let her die? He's 25 years old. So we did everything we could. And my father had to make that same call with my father. I'll tell you, that's tough. Um, You want us to save your loved one. Well, and that's, you know what, I think you bring up a really important point, and that is you have to talk with your loved ones about what their wishes have happen to be. Um, I've had this conversation with my daughter, who has my power of attorney and everything else uh, legally, and she knows that I do not wish to linger. Send me on my way. Treat me as if you, would, as if you were treating a cat that you loved but you knew was never going to come back. That's how I want to be treated. Yep, I was so fortunate with my father. He called me the night before he died, and we talked for a while. And he told me, he says, I don't think I'm going to live much longer. I, my days are about done. And uh, he'd already had his last rites from a Catholic priest five times. He says, I'm ready. Don't, don't save me again. I'm ready to go. 
And a few well, hours you later, put that... I got a phone call. So. I mean, generally, you need you need to put that in in writing with a living will and a health care proxy. Uh, they want power of attorney and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, for for most people listening, I mean, you know, you I don't know. It seems like you got. I mean, in a way, you got lucky. Although I'm sure you miss your dad. But uh, I mean, obviously, you've been through your share of uh, stuff in your life. But just remember one thing, sir. Remember one thing: that heart disease is the silent killer. And in your uh, in your uh, uh, early 60s here. Um, you may feel 100%. Guess what? So did I before November of uh, 2017. And then things rapidly declined in the cardiac department. And here I sit, uh, not able to even go outside and enjoy the weather. So don't count your chickens, in the immortal words of Al Swearingen on Deadwood. Yep, and we are sure happy you're still with us here, bugging us every freaking day. But what would we do without you? <laughs> well, that's my job. I'm a professional pain in the ass, uh, and I take pride in that. Exactly. You do it well. All right. Well, thank you very much. It's good to be something. Um, hemorrhoid on two legs. Uh, thank you very much. I appreciate the call. Um, all right. Winter, love it or hate it? And, uh, you know, the, I think the best of both worlds because uh, as much as I hate winter, I do love Western New York. And I know that that might sound like a paradox or an oxymoron or something like that, but um, it, it's true. I, I love Western New York, but I hate this weather. Uh, with I don't, I don't just hate it. I hate it with a passion. I hate it vehemently. And what I don't like about it the most is it makes me feel so damned helpless um, and that, and I don't think I'm alone in that. I really don't. And frankly, I can do the radio show if I wanted to. I could do the radio show from. Uh, I always say Timbuktu. Uh, I could do it from. Uh, oh, from from um, Ibiza. Ha <laughs> ha! Thought I'd throw in a new one. Ibiza. My daughter's been there a few times. She uh, is rather fond of Ibiza, even if she left her passport in the, uh, the seat pocket of the front of the seat in front of her, and they had to get back on the plane. Oh, uh, let's go to uh, too much information. Let's go to Jim in uh, North Tonawanda. Jim, you're on WBEN. Hello. Yeah, Tom, listen, I'm, I, I agree with you when you say, like, you're the kind of guy you just don't care for cold weather. Now, um, I don't, I'm not a, a crazy kamikaze suicide bonsai jockey or something, but um, yesterday I looked out the window, and I knew it was cold, but there was no wind. And I started thinking, this is the t- a day to pick my shot. So what I did was I, I, I hit the road and did my rover. However, I, you know, you have those uh, snow tag, snow tracks that you can put on your shoes with the metal teeth yes i have a set of those so i put those on my um running shoes then i I had uh just before winter started i went to a local hardware store and i bought these uh insulated 100 percent winter um they're made from rubber and they're 100 percent waterproof they keep my hands on the most bitterly cold days toasty warm and on my feet, I, I went to Rite Aid, and I bought three pairs of um, uh, 20 below zero socks. And there was no wind yesterday. And, and then I wore one of those, what do you call them, balaclavas that you that cover your face. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the kind the Special Forces guys wear. Yeah, or the, yeah. Or, or, or the secret police in uh, totalitarian states. Yeah, yeah. I, and, it was, and, and yesterday, as cold as it was, I had to pull that up, up to my forehead, because I was overheating. 
So if if you're careful and you're like you're reasonable, and you're not a suicide jockey, but you're cautious and you wear the right stuff, I was feeling really good. And I'm yesterday. No, I, I I'm not a speed runner anymore. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm 69 years old. I'm an old man now, and my knees are full of stem cells, cortisone, and gel shots. Mm-hmm. So I cannot, I don't have the speed anymore. My my um, ankles, my knees, and my hips won't, I can't run fast like I did when I was younger. But I can do like, um, what do you call it, dog trot? Now, yesterday, because it was so cold and the snow was so, well, not cold, just the, the deepness of the snow, even with the snow tracks, I the course I would run on a good on a nice weather day would take me sixty minutes to the exact minute. It took me sixty six minutes yesterday because even with the snow tracks, you know your feet still sink into the snow and you can't get you know you can't go as fast as right. you would on a nice day. But if you're careful and cautious and you wear the right equipment, I'm telling you, Tom, I wasn't cold yesterday at all. Well, that, that's great. I'm, I'm happy for you. Um, we all have our own unique, individual, circumstantial uh, situations. And even if I were to wear everything that you are suggesting, I still w- would not be able to safely go out and shovel the driveway. And do you know how, I mean, I'm going to tell you something. Do you know how freaking helpless that makes me feel? I think it makes anybody feel helpless when you get to that point where you can't do the things that you ordinarily uh, have done in the past. Like I said, I was the guy who used to shovel out elderly neighbors. I was the guy who used to snowblow. I was the guy who used to shovel out. And if I were to do that now, I'd be one of those bodies they find in the snow. And that's just not the way I wish to check out. Yeah, what, what I've done, though, is I just have this, like, little different mindset. Like, I've been told by so many, by, by at least three different doctors, look, your joints are shot. So forget about jogging. Just ride the stationary bike at at uh, the club where you work out at. And I said, Nah, no, I'm addicted. I'm addicted. I gotta have that yeah. feeling that I'm still endorphins. Like, yeah, endorphins. And I and I and I'm in fact I'm addicted to that. You know, like you you guys talk about what are those people they got to take the nar- what's it called nar nar Narcan? Narcan? Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, for opiate overdoses. I'm addicted to what I do. Like, they're addicted to their drugs. And uh, Nicolas Cage was uh, addicted to alcohol in the movie Living, uh, Leaving Las Vegas. And right. I can't live without it. So what I did is I just said, look, I told the doctors, when something goes wrong with me, you fix it. Until then, I'm living my life. God calls me home. So be it. Well, you know what? I mean, uh, you, you got to live your life the way you want to live your life. But given the choice between doing what you did yesterday, which sounds like about 15 minutes of prep work just to go outside and, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and, and jog through the snow or standing in sunshine at 8 o'clock at night on the patio at Dwyer's next to the Riviera, sipping on a cold one, what would you rather be doing, Jim? Because I think you know the answer I would give you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, as a matter of fact, um, that's one of my courses. I, I go right by Dwyer's. Hey, wait, you, you go by it and you don't stop by? Shame on you, sir. Shame. <laughs> I'm a little funky and smelly sweaty. 
<laughs> oh, jeez. Funky. And, oh, God. There's a visual for you. Uh, there's a certain expression that starts with the word swamp, and uh, there's two possible conclusions to that expression, and I won't give either one of them, but one has to do with the forehind. Uh, one has to do with the forequarters. The other has to do with the uh, aft quarters. Uh, but anyway, um, I, uh, I wish you... Uh, I wish you the very the very best, but uh, I just oh, quick question for you: um, yeah. Have you had knee replacement done? No, not yet. Um, Why, I'm, I'm, dude? You've got a great health plan as a state retiree. Why don't you get yeah, your knees done? And not only do I have um, Empire because I'm a state retiree, uh, because I'm retired military, I have Tricare for life and I have Medicare. In fact, I have so much health insurance. Medicare told me. Don't pay any attention to those Joe Namath commercials on television. There's nothing that we can do to give you any better health care than what you got right now. However, what I told uh, what I told them at Excelsior Orthopedics and uh, well, look, when I when my knees are so bad I can't take it anymore. I'll let you guys know. But until then, because they keep telling me, you know, they're, they're, that's their job to tell me your joints are shot. You got to stop jogging, but I just like I told you, I just told I just told the surgeons that work there. Hey, when my knees go, you're going to give me the knee replacements. I'll let you know when I'm ready. Um, okay, well, good luck, Jim. Uh, many happy trails to you. But uh, you didn't really answer my question as to where you'd rather be. Uh, would you rather be in 70 or 80 degrees listening to live music with a cold one in your hand on a patio in North Tonawanda or dealing with the snow that uh, people in West Seneca, Orchard Park, Lancaster have had to deal with over the past few days? After I've done my proper exercising, I'm going to be hanging out with you on the patio at Dwyer's. Oh, exercise. I remember that. Uh, thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. I, uh, I appreciate hearing from you. Yep. Coming up on uh, 256. Take it easy, bro. Uh, 256 at News Radio 930 WBEN. And uh, I, I do enjoy exercising. However, as you may be aware, um, <laughs> uh, basically, I ran into a stretch of, oh, surgery for this. Oh, surgery for that. Oh, surgery for this. And uh, they kind of put a damper in my, uh, uh, in my uh, exercise plan. And uh, the latest was uh, just before Christmas, I had a hernia fix. So bye-bye weights for another few uh, for another few weeks. And it's I'll tell you that's it's really again it's just it's a really annoying situation. I mean, many of you have uh, certain limitations. Um, I have mine. Um, but uh, you know, right as for right now, it, it does not help the fact that, frankly, through no fault of my own, I'm, I'm in the worst uh, shape of my life because these because of these damn surgeries. Now the good news is there is nothing on the horizon, nothing on the horizon. Everything is fixed and taken care of, and my body looks, as I said yesterday, like it was shot with a cannon full of razor blades, which. I think it's kind of cool. Personally, scars don't bother me on a man or a woman because another scar, another story, and it's all good. Um, And the the politics of New York State don't help my mindset, okay? I'm thinking to myself, okay, wait a minute. I'm paying like twice the price for living here as I would elsewhere, and this is what I get for my tax dollars? I get this crap? 
Uh, I'm just not a fan of winter. I never have been. And these uh, oscillating bands of snow, I'm not ashamed to admit it. And I know that it's uh, probably not a popular view with the rah-rah Buffalo crowd. But uh, we all have our individual circumstances. And what has happened this week has played such havoc with some of the balls I'm juggling in my life, which have nothing to do with me directly, uh, that it's just not funny. So many logistical things have been screwed up. All right, uh, we'll take more calls coming up after uh, news. Winter, love it or hate it? If you love it, what do you do? Why do you love it? Uh, If you hate it, why do you hate it? And I don't like it because it makes me feel helpless and uh, totally pussified on News Radio 930. And I don't like feeling that way on News Radio 930 WBEN. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Ah, yes, a man who is sick of winter and a man who wants out of here in the winter. And I know that's an unpopular thing to say for a media person in Buffalo because they all have to fake it. Oh, isn't this wonderful? The four seasons. Don't you just love the four seasons? And then, of course, the first job offer they get in Kentucky or Tennessee, they're off and they're out of here. And I'm sorry, I've never been a phony and I'm not going to be a phony now. And uh, if you've listened to me long enough, you know I've never been a fan of winter. And between the blizzard of 22 and this uh, storm uh, through which we have all experienced, um, I don't mind telling you, I've had it. Uh, and there, there are many reasons I've had it. It's just, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a lifestyle thing. Um, I'm sorry, but uh, it just isn't a lot of fun for me to look out the window and see my driveway filled with foot after foot of snow. Um, it's not, it, it's just, I, I'm just more of a summertime kind of person. That's all I can tell you. I'm just not, I'm just not a winter guy. I mean, I used to enjoy skiing. I've uh, thought about maybe getting back uh, skiing again, but 
I'm not supposed to be outside in the cold for any great period of time. And at least in the uh, in, in the warm weather, you can at least get into a pool and cool down. So that is totally acceptable. Hot tubs for any length of time are not acceptable. But then again, hot tubs often have been called human soup, which... Uh, is not a, a, an entirely appealing uh, situation for me. Um, 803-0930, star 930. Because you always wonder if the people in the hot tub are as clean as you are. And um, it, it certainly is a source of uh, great concern. Um, 803-0930, star 930 on the cell phone at 1-800-616-WBEN. But do they use Lumi? I think that is the big question. Um, anyway, hey, how's it going? Bowerly. Uh, winter, love it or hate it. And those of you who have moved out of western New York, uh, you're listening in Arizona, like the guy who called in yesterday, uh, or you're listening in Florida, the Carolinas, Tennessee, Kentucky, wherever it is you moved, was weather. How big was weather uh, as a determinant in where you chose to live? And like I've said, what I've heard from the people in Florida is, okay, you don't pay a Florida state income tax, but the savings in income tax, if you live in Florida, offsets is offset by the increased premiums you pay for homeowners insurance and auto insurance. So that is kind of a wash there. Uh, now, the politics in Florida are greatly different than the politics in New York State, which I also can't stand. I, I despise the politics of New York State. I'm sorry, but they're just, they're just not mine. We've got a governor who appropriates all this money for illegal invaders into the United States. How about appropriating that money so the city of Buffalo can actually build a proper place for the DPW you guys to work and proper equipment for them to use instead of these dinosaur trucks they show every news conference the city holds when we're getting ready for winter we're ready for whatever mother nature and whenever they say we're ready for whatever mother nature throws at us this winter you ever notice that they never are i mean it's, it's like a bunch of bravado it's like uh it's like a little person challenging andre the giant to a fight saying i'm gonna kick your ass buddy uh-huh sure uh, 803-0930 is the phone number, star 930 at the cell phone, 1-800-616-WBEN. Uh, the Buffalo Bills started uh, taking in volunteers about an hour and 12 minutes ago, well, paid volunteers to uh, shovel out the stadium preparatory to the Bills-Kansas City Chiefs game, and Jay is a shoveler. Jay, what's your story, sir? Welcome here on WBEN. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, reporting live from Highmark Stadium, we're in line for uh shoveler uh shoveling today i've been here since about 2:15 and stuck in line trying to just get in there's dozens of people here uh the line is uh going all the way out to the parking lot oh, yeah. and we're just waiting to get in so we can get to work because you have to show your proper id right your state uh, license proof of citizenship uh birth certificate uh, firstborn all that kind of stuff Yep, yep, and then they give you a wristband, and uh, that way they can, you know, kind of keep track, and um, that way when you get ready to leave, you can sign out and everything. And um, But, yeah, we're all anxiously waiting here and getting ready to get to work so we can get this game in and get ready for a Bills victory. So how many people who have lined up to shovel are members of Bills Mafia because they like to wear that on their sleeves? You know, I, that's a good question, but I'm going to say every one of them. And I've even wore uh, my Josh Allen jersey over my coat today, and a lot of other folks are wearing their Bills gear. So it's just adding to the mafia presence. 
Well, I've been wearing my Von Miller jersey, and actually, the funny thing is, I think my statistics are pretty much the same as Von Miller's this year. <laughs> hey, that's okay. He's getting closer and closer to making a play every week, uh, so maybe it's uh-huh. this week. <laughs> uh-huh. We'll see. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, what was it that induced you? Was it just wanting to clear the stadium out? Or, uh, I mean, it wasn't the 20 bucks an hour because you can make 20 bucks an hour wrapping tacos. You know, I just want to be a part of it. I like being here and rooting for uh, the Bills, and I'm just I'm obsessed. And my family, we love following it. And uh, I'm actually from Illinois. And when I moved here in 2006, I immediately became a huge Bills fan, and I have never looked back. And I love every minute of it. And now look at what we're doing now. So we're we're on our way to a Super Bowl. So you can't ask for something better than that. Well, my actually, my uh, family on my mother's side, when they came from Montreal, uh, actually helped to establish Kankakee and Bourbonnet in Illinois, south of Chicago. Oh, yeah. So cool. uh, I'm from uh, you... Springfield, Illinois, actually, uh, land of Lincoln. Yeah, I've been and, there. Uh, my wife's from here, and I moved here and immediately became a Bills fan. So, uh, I'm sure you've been to Lincoln's tomb once or twice. It's rather impressive. Oh, it's beautiful. I love that place. And we've been to the Lincoln home and the Lincoln Presidential Museum out there, and that's beautiful too, which is uh, relatively new. I will never forget the tour of Lincoln's outhouse and the Lincoln logs. Uh, that was really uh, quite the experience for any historian. Um, it is. Uh, we're talking with Jay, who's one of these snow shovelers lined up at Highmark Stadium. Um, it, are you getting paid for your time online? You know, we don't know yet. Uh, we'll find out when we get there eventually. So uh, hopefully um, we will, but, you know, we just don't know that yet. All due respect to the Buffalo Bills, but this seems a little half-assed to me. You get all these people to volunteer, and you've been standing in line for like an hour. Yeah, unfortunately that's the case right now, and hopefully it will get moving a little quicker. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, just start trying to stay positive and stay warm. So. But by the time you get in there, the sun's going to be going down. <laughs> right, yep. Have they Just said anything to you about turning on the lights so you can uh, do your job? Oh, yeah, they'll have the lights on, I'm sure. Um, I'm surprised they don't have them on yet because it's kind of getting dark already. Have you done this before, shoveled out the stadium? Yeah, I actually was here last uh, Monday before the game shoveling a little bit, and uh, I was actually uh, a guest on the radio that day, and uh, – Believe it or not, my wife found a picture of me, or uh, we found a picture of me on Great uh, Good Morning America. I'm actually on there shoveling. Uh, someone found it and took a picture of it and put it on Facebook. So I'm getting more publicity than Taylor Swift these days. Just kidding. Well, I mean, as long as you didn't fly your private jet and uh, put that in, uh, what is it, lot? Is it uh, you have to park in lot six and then report to gate seven? Is that how that goes? Yeah, I, I just drove myself. I don't have my I don't have a plane, unfortunately. Uh, so I'm, you know, I'm just like any other, like anybody else right now. Not not necessarily Taylor Swift status. Well, uh, I mean, to be okay. Do, do you really okay? I have to ask you: Are you a Taylor Swift fan? If you see Taylor Swift, are you going to swoon? No, no, no. I'll just. Uh, yeah, maybe acknowledge her if she's lucky, but um, I'm I'm more about the Bills and Josh Allen, and you know I'm hoping to actually run into Josh Allen so I can give him a little advice about something oh. I discovered on Madden the other day uh, with playing video games with my kids. 
No, no, I'm just kidding. That probably won't happen either. <laughs> I was going to say, giving Josh Allen advice sounds a little bit presumptuous to me. Yeah, yeah, I'm just joking around. I just, I, I like to oh, okay. be a, a jokester. <laughs> All right, I wasn't sure if you're. I wasn't sure if you're being serious or not, because people tell me all kinds of stuff here on WBEN right. on a daily basis, and sometimes I swallow it whole. Yep. Um, uh, we're, we're talking with Snow Shoveler Jay. Um, you brought your own shovel. That was another uh, requirement for the gig, right? Yeah, but I believe they have some for the folks that are arriving here anyway. If you don't bring one, so if you don't bring one, that's okay. How about the parking? Parking was just fine. Um, it was a little chaotic getting into the parking lot because there were a lot of trucks moving in and out of the parking lot with the snow, trying to get it out of here. And there was, you know, with the line being filled for shovelers signing up, there's a line to get into the parking lot. But otherwise, the parking was just fine when you got in. Well, it sounds to me like the Bills really need to do something to expedite getting you into the stadium. And as a veteran of this now, this is your second time shoveling at Highmark Stadium. Um, can you kind of give us, a, a, like, a, how do they do it? Like, what, what is the process? Well, it looks like they, they, they uh, clear the field um, first and foremost and put it on the trucks, and then they drive it out, and then they work on the stairs and the aisles and the concourse and all the restroom areas too. Um, so basically they want to clear all that out and they're not really worried about the seats, I guess. They're just letting the, uh, the ticket holders uh, be responsible for their own snow. Um, but other than that, it's just clearing out the main, you know, arteries of, uh, you know, or avenues to get in and out. So, but there's, there's been a fair amount of complaining, as you know, uh, from the Steelers game about people paying for assigned seating and then being told, well, actually, there isn't going to be assigned seating because we, we can't get the everything cleared. Yeah, unfortunately, I guess that's the case. I don't really know. But, yeah, everyone probably had to stand the other day. But um, from what I saw in television and some pictures, every, everyone everyone seemed okay with it from my standpoint. <laughs> Now, I don't know how good you are at counting uh, human uh, cattle, but uh, how many people are in line, roughly? Well, a couple hundred or so, I'd, I'd guess. Is that take. more than the last time? Yeah, but I only I arrived pretty late on the scene because I couldn't get here earlier, so I only arrived here on Monday morning a few hours before the game, and so it was pretty, uh, you know, it wasn't quite as busy as far as shovelers go at that time. Uh, but now, since they're opening it up, you know, there's a lot of folks trying to participate. Now, we've been talking now for over 10 minutes. Uh, how how many feet have you advanced in line? Probably about 10 feet, so one foot every minute. <laughs> uh, yeah, like I, there's got to be there's got to be a better way. There's got to be a more efficient way. The last time you did it, did they have a scanner in place to check your ID, like your driver's license? No, no, you just show up and. Uh, in a little uh, trailer that they have by lot six and you go in there and sign up and then you're on your way. Um, but now they have it outside of um, the stadium concourse where you walk in through a gate and they have people coming up to the table to sign up. So it's a little different setup this time. Uh, I've got people wanting to know if Jay is willing to shovel out the Buffalo Bills, is he willing to shovel out my driveway? I'll pay him $25 an hour. I'm on my way, sir. 
Oh, you're on your way. <laughs> no, that wasn't that wasn't me. That was uh, uh, communications I'm receiving from oh, uh, sure. invisible sources. Um, Jay is one of the snow shovelers at Highmark. So after taxes were taken out and uh, FICA was taken out and everything else, how much money, if you don't mind me asking, did you uh, make off with from the first time you shoveled out? You know, I haven't received anything yet, so it should be in the mail in a few days. I'm pretty sure. I'll Terry make Pugula. sure and let you know. I'm pretty sure he's not going to be kiting any checks on you. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure we can count on the integrity of Terry Pagula for that. But what what would you do as somebody in line to improve the system? I think uh, if they're going to get this many people showing up, it seems to me they ought to have more than one trailer. Well, I think they should just have more folks uh, signing people up. I guess maybe have a few more different, you know, a few more lines for people to stand in instead of just one long one. I guess. Any Kansas City people, uh, any Kansas City uh, jerseys in the line? No, I have not actually seen any, but I am keeping my eye out for that. Oh, okay. You you had the same question. That's good. That's good. You you know what? I have some dear friends in Kansas City, and we've been sending them uh, T-shirts, and they send us T-shirts, and we kind of have fun with the rivalry. And um, it's been a lot of fun the last few years with with my friends. So. Yeah, I would imagine. Well, I mean, you're from uh, Illinois, uh, which is a little bit closer to Kansas City than is uh, is Buffalo. Uh, but uh, in in any event, the uh, situation is as you describe at the uh, at the stadium. So once you get in and you start shoveling, how many hours are you good for in terms of doing that? Well, hopefully, I'll be uh, staying here till about midnight tonight. So I'm hoping for a ten hour shift. But we'll wow. see how it goes. Dude, it's a Friday. It's a Friday. It's a, You're giving you know, up I've your Friday night. Down. I've been hunkered down for a couple of days in my house, so I really need to get out and get some stuff done. How so, are you dressed? Uh, uh, well, I got some uh, snow pants, my snow boots, and a coat on with my Dash Allen jersey over it with a stocking hat, and that's good for me. Uh, wow. How cold as is I it out? Shiver, my, as I shiver. <laughs> I was going to say, once you start shoveling, that should go down a little bit. Uh, in terms of the, uh, in, in terms of, uh, um, the temperature and your comfort level, are you doing okay? Not right now, but I'm trusting that I will, uh, get my blood flowing a little bit more as I start to shovel. So I'm uh, counting on that. For, and how do they, once you actually shovel... Uh, you shovel into where, and how do they transport the snow out? Well, when I was here last the Monday, um, I was just shoveling uh, the stairs and the aisles. So uh, we were just piling it on the seats, actually. <laughs> uh, I've seen the picture of people wiping off seats. But, uh, yep. again, I guess it was a you sit where you can, you stand where you can kind of game. Uh, thank you, Jay. Yep. I appreciate your call. And, Thanks uh, for having me. Oh, my goodness. Thank you for being with us yeah. and sharing your experiences. Uh, much obliged. Thank you. Go Bills. Uh, there go is, Bills. There, there, yes, go Bills. Uh, there's uh, Jay on News Radio 930 WBEN. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. this come from? Hello, hello. I don't know why you say goodbye. Uh, 
thank you very much, Tanner Saunders. And once again, the mind meld. Tanner, when I was eating lunch today, well, my lunch is usually 11 a.m., but when I was drinking lunch today, I mean eating lunch today, um, I uh, <laughs> I was reading all about the Beatles and the uh, Let It Be thing and the Magical Mystery Tour thing, and there you are, reading my mind again. I think, Tanner, you're an alien. Uh, hopefully not one of those gray bastards because they're not very nice. Maybe a shape-shifting alien. Um, what, what do you think? If if you were an alien, I, I don't think you're the aliens from uh, Tom Cruise's War of the Worlds or Cowboys versus Aliens, which uh, the very idea for the whole movie I found preposterous, but the movie itself was not like I, – I, I watched Cowboys versus Aliens on Netflix, and I expected it to just be really sucky and horrible, and it, it was actually entertaining. I'm not going to lie. I didn't have a chance to watch it from beginning to end. What I saw, it was entertaining, and the acting was surprisingly good. The aliens were uh, – you know, they were aliens, and uh, <laughs> there were a lot of unanswered questions from what I saw, but uh, Tanner, have you given any thought to if you were an alien, what kind of alien you'd be? I can't say I've ever thought about that, but whatever <laughs> alien I am, it would certainly be a non-confrontational one. I'm not the type of alien that's going to have the death beam pointed at Earth, ready to annihilate it with the press of a button, no. And I'm guessing that the anal probe thing is out of the question, too. <laughs> yes. Okay, I mean, that's, that's good. That's a South Park episode one, season one, is it not? Oh, you got me there. That's I a... believe, yes, I believe uh, the Cartman Farts Fire one was the first uh, <laughs> saw, time we saw the uh, gang from South Park. Uh, anyway, uh, welcome. It is uh, 3.38 at News Radio 930 WBEN. Uh, my first experience with South Park was uh, Big Gay Al and his pets, and uh, I, I was, uh, oh my goodness, it was wonderful. But I don't actually get cable anymore. Um, all I do with the TV, I, yeah, I get my news from News Radio 930 WBEN, various internet outlets, and uh, and and uh, you know what? It's a good, it's a good thing. It's a good thing because uh, the cable bill just kept, just kept getting more ridiculous, more ridiculous, more ridiculous. And uh, somebody told me about some alternatives that I need to look into at some point. But anyway, that is neither here nor there. Um, I want uh, a few things today from you guys on News Radio 930 WBEN. Uh, first of all, Obviously, if there are any uh, accidents or driving updates or road condition updates you want to give us, I'll take those calls. We've got more cars on the road today than we've had uh, over the past uh, several days. Uh, and I can tell you that uh, the main drags I was on today were actually down to pavement. Last evening, they were not down to pavement. And when Rob Lucas talked about the sugary, slippery snow, he was spot on. He was spot on. I cannot believe how slippery it was to drive last night. I did not drive. I did not have to drive that far to get to where I was going. Actually, I go there so often. I'm pretty sure my car would just drive itself. But you know, uh, it is. That's just the way it goes. But um, anyway, 803-0930 is the phone number. Also, I need to ask you: Winter, love it or hate it? And we are all. I just. I, I need to preface this by saying. Number one, look, I love summertime in western New York, okay? I love early fall in western New York. Springtime, not a big fan, unless we get an early summer along with the spring. And the problem with the past couple of summers, and I, I don't have the data to back this up, so this is all personal recollection stuff, just seems like the last two summers, uh, the actual summer weather has been a little slow in actually coming. Like, it's been spring for far too long, and then suddenly we vault into summer, but... Uh, 
I can remember sitting outside um, under a blanket. Yes, sitting outside under a blanket last July uh, watching a band play at night. And we really liked the band, but uh, we had to get out of there because we were just too cold. Some of the tables were heated, some of them weren't, and I couldn't figure out for the life of me why the owners of the joint put the band outside, but I guess they had a function going on inside, but uh, uh, it, was just, it was just too cold for us. I mean, we ha- I mean come on, when you're, sitting, when you're sitting underneath a blanket in July, that's a little bit ridiculous. Sorry, but it is. Um, I I will not mince words here. I cannot stand winter. uh, And uh, the more storms we get, and and the reason I can't stand it is I'm not 20 years old anymore. And I don't like the feeling of being helpless. I don't like the feeling of, I need somebody to shovel my driveway. I I need somebody to snowblow my driveway. Um, I, I don't, I don't like it because it's, it's a, it's, it's a health risk for me and I don't want to be the guy who keels over a heart attack in uh, the driveway. No, thank you. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Winter, love it or hate it. And also any storm stories you have, because everywhere you go, people are talking about their experiences, um, during the, uh, oscillating storm, the storm of great oscillation. And, uh, I'm sure you've got stories as well. 803-0930. Star 930 and 1-800-616-WBEN. Uh, Kelly in Chictawaga, you are with us. Hello, Kelly. Hi, Tom. Um, I'm right there with you. I, I can't stand winter anymore. If I was in my 20s or early 30s, I'd still be great. Um, since neck surgery, lower back problems, problems with my legs. I'm afraid of falling on the snow. I can't shovel anymore. I'm afraid of some idiot driving on the road and smacking into me and causing more damage to me or worse, be paralyzing me. I can't stand this weather anymore. The cold really gets to me, and it it just it stinks. My husband's over this, too. He had the Widowmaker heart attack like you did. He can't do a lot of stuff anymore. We're we're ready to go. I mean, we've been working on downsizing our apartment to buy a right. medium-sized RV so we can go travel. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so you're going to be like nomads in the desert, going from here to there, hunter-gathering, uh, that kind of stuff? Exactly. Summertime, we'll come back up north. Wintertime, we go back down south. I mean, it, I'm over this. I can work remotely from wherever we go. Uh, we've already checked into it. Uh, we're just working on it and trying to devise a plan and doing what we got to do. I mean, yeah, I was out yesterday driving to work and I had to drive home. And it, what amazes me is the roads are slick and you know they're slick and you got four wheel drive. That's great that you got four wheel drive. But when you're flying down the road, in a like a 40 mile an hour zone and you're doing 55 60 i don't care if you've got four-wheel drive you are not stopping and i watched at least four people slide right through intersections well and this is where you need to know what your vehicle is capable of doing in the winter time and this is why you need to take it to an empty parking lot without any (laughs) light standards and put it through its paces in the winter time um uh, and I, look, at, back in the 80s, I had a Chevy Blazer, uh, which was like the ultimate bu- uh, Buffalo vehicle at the time with the best snow tires that money could buy. And that thing still w- w- was a lot more uh, slippery than I thought it would be. Yep. I Back then in the 80s, I had a 68 Chevy Chevelle convertible. I knew what it could do in the winter. 
my dad made us drive a year on our permit when my brother and sister and I, you know, went for our permits. And we had to drive in every different weather condition before we actually got our driver's license. My son, who's going to be 23, I made him do the same thing. When he got his permit, he wanted to wait the six months and then go right for it. And I looked at him and I said, no. I said, you're doing a whole winter season of driving before you even get your driver's license. And he looked at me and he goes, I don't have to wait. And I said, yes, you do, because you're at the under the age of 18. I'm the one that takes you for it. I signed for it. So I made him wait. And I did him, I, he did, waited a whole year before I get, had him get his license. Well, and it's so easy to I get think- into an accident, too. I mean, uh, you know, there was one, one day I was driving into work, and uh, this lady totally cut me off, totally cut me off. Uh, and, you know, thank God I was able to stop just in the nick of time. Yep. And it and it's and like I tell my son, you're driving my car right now until you're you get yours on the road in a couple of weeks, which I have no issues with. But it's not you that I'm concerned with because I know how you drive because I taught you how to drive. It's everybody else on that road and you have to literally your head has to be on a swivel especially in the winter time to pay attention. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, um, and you got to adjust for conditions, as everybody knows. And uh, I thank you very much. So, I, you know, I'm kind of surprised that I haven't had more people calling in saying, "Bowerly, you're a p." I, I'm I'm surprised at that because uh, you know, but <laughs> you're not you know, it, because I'm, I'm but, right it, there it, with you. I live. I won't even go down to the speakeasy, and I'm in walking in distance to them, and I won't even go down there right now, not even walking. <laughs> so you're not. I'd rather sit in my house where I'm warm and I'm comfortable. Well, see, I don't like being housebound either. And the uh, the weather, you know, and again, I've got special circumstances going on in my life, just like everybody has going on in their lives. And the there are certain logistical considerations that need to be addressed. And this storm just knocked the crap out of my logistics. I mean, it, it has screwed things up like you would not believe. Um, and frankly, you know, for me, it's it, it's two things. Number one, it's a health thing. Number two, it's a pride thing because I don't like being yep. dependent on other people. Oh, please shovel my driveway. Oh. I, I, I don't like that well, feeling. I feel for you there because I'm, I'm I, it's the same thing for me. I mean, with my lower back and the legs, there's a lot of things around this my house I can't do, and I have to ask my husband or my son to do it. And I hate asking anybody for help. I've always been very, very, very independent. And for me to ask for help now, I will forego not getting something done just so I don't have to ask for help. Well, it's 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 absolutely embarrassing. I mean, the summers here, I can't really argue with most of the summers here. We have had a dud or two. Most of the summers here are pretty awesome, but uh, the winter, frankly, um, it, it just it leaves me it leaves me flat. Like you, I can work from anywhere, and this this latest storm has me reassessing uh, certain timelines of uh, what I was planning. But uh, again, you know, many of us are prisoners of family circumstances and whatever. Uh, but uh, um, you you do what you have to do, and then uh, you reassess. You're, you're you're always reassessing in life. Uh, he or she who does not reassess in life is uh, not doing something right. I I agree, but yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. I, I they can call me the whatever too. I I hate winter here. I hate it. 
Uh, well, I'm not going to lie. I know this runs counter to everybody else in Buffalo media, but I'm just the one who's – I don't see – I'm at the point in my life, in my career, I don't care. I freaking hate winter. I hate this crap. I've had it with this crap, and it can't melt soon enough for me. Thank you very much. Yep, exactly. All right, thank you uh, very much, Kelly. I appreciate the call. Uh, 803-0930 is the phone number, although I'm pretty sure, and I haven't yet uh, gotten a chance to get on the Internet, I'm pretty sure that as I was uh, going into the house from my short walk to the car today that I heard a pecker. Um, I'm sorry, let me rephrase that. I heard a woodpecker in the neighborhood. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, if that is a woodpecker, what is the woodpecker eating this time of year? And I... I'm, I'm, I have to look that up, but I'm pretty sure I heard a woodpecker. Those of you who are bird watchers uh, can say one way or the other if the woodpeckers are still around. But it was uh, it was it was a weird feeling, freezing my nads off and hearing what I believe was a woodpecker, unless I'm corrected by one of our uh, avian experts uh, listening. Um, you know it's winter in Buffalo when you watch those World War II documentaries and they show the Wehrmacht being blown all over the place in the snow outside of Stalingrad, and you can say, you know what, I can kind of relate to that. You know it's winter in western New York. Slight exaggeration, perhaps, uh, but not by much. Here's uh, Larry on WBEN uh, on a cell phone. Larry, hello, you're on. Hi, Bowerly. I just wanted to give you an update. I was on the 33. I'm now getting off on Cayuga Road, but no accidents, no one in the ditch. I'm the outbound 33 and none in the inbound. No accidents whatsoever. Everything's moving pretty good. But what you got to do is slow down. Instead of 55, which is the speed limit, go 45. It's slick. So if everyone would just slow down, you'll get to where you're going, and you'll get there safely. Well, Larry, one of the things one of the things I've noticed on the 33 is the 33 is Buffalo's QEW. You can be doing the speed yeah. limit on the 33, and you literally have people going by you at 95 and 100 miles an hour. So I'm going 45, and of course I'm going too slow for the guy behind me, and then he passes me at like 65-7. Like for what? He's just like you said. No matter what snow tires you have, what you could have your Chevy Blazer 1983, and you're still gonna slide. <laughs> you're so, correct. I think uh, he had a Chevy Blazer, and it was kind of like a new one, like a 2023. He just blew by me. Like, why? Why, mister? <laughs> I, I, there's no, look, there, there's, I mean, look, let, let's, let me just be frank here, okay? Um, you know, my, my, my body has been through pretty much everything, including a serious motor vehicle accident back in 89 uh, in Florida, by the way, where I was rear-ended. There is nothing that is worth risking your body right. and life-altering injuries right. to, to get to. Nothing at all. Right. And, and to have, like, the inbound and the outbound 33 with zero accidents right now, do not start one. So it's going pretty smooth. It's just slick. You got to slow down. I do like the winter. I do not like the winter to come March 15th and it's still snowing. That's when it gets to be too long for me. Uh, but otherwise, this, <laughs> for me personally, this storm here was just a total killer. It was just a total morale breaker uh, for me personally. It, it, yeah, I agree. It's been now like six days and it's starting to get old, but. Uh, 
I don't know. The sun's going to come out tomorrow. Sunday's the football game. Uh, Monday and Tuesday don't look bad, so I think the worst is behind us. Wait a minute. There's a football game on Sunday? you got to be kidding me. <laughs> 6.30, prime time, baby. Wow. I... They gave us the best time slot. You know why? Because we're the most exciting team in football. Well, and, and the Bills, Kansas, Kansas City. City Chiefs. Uh, hey, look, the Bills, Kansas City Chiefs, uh, one of the premier rivalries right now in the NFL. Mahomes and Allen and, uh, what, yep. 50 million people are expected to tune into that game. And I right. will be one of them. Yeah, and so will I. But it, that's at 630 on Sunday, and it's bringing a lot of business to Erie County and Buffalo, and I'm so happy for them. So happy uh, for everybody that's making money on this too like the restaurants no well just 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 i have a quick question uh we had some people bitching about the bills being able to break the travel ban what are your thoughts on that uh it's a hard one i wouldn't want them to get in an accident i i don't know i i think we need them more than anybody i don't know that one the verdict's out like a travel ban is a travel ban but they're the Buffalo Bills. You, but so, on the other hand, you, you want, like I said the, the other day, you want to be the cop who writes Josh Allen a ticket and tells him to go home and the Bills can't properly prepare? You're going to, right. So he won't be talked to by every other cop on the force. Right. At the same time, I wouldn't want him to slide into something and get in an accident and they say, hey, there was a travel ban. Why didn't you? So who knows? That one's a difficult one for me. All right. Thank, thank All you right. very much, Larry. I appreciate your call and the uh, driving update uh, very much. Thank you. Okay. Uh, all it, right, Bowerly. Thank you. All right, man. Thank you. Uh, first name Tom, last name Bowerly. I usually just say Bowerly. Uh, you can call me Tom, Tommy. It doesn't really matter much to me. Um, if you're on hold, if you stay there, that would be kind of you. And if you're not, as we slide into the commercials at about four minutes after four, uh, that would be a really good time to uh, call WBEN. I have a few things on the agenda today, and actually today, taking your telephone calls. First of all, if you're out and about driving, you want to give us a a traffic report on how things are going where you are, I'm into that. That's all good and fine. Uh, 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. The other thing is uh, winter, love it or hate it. And look, I have to be honest with you, I hate this crap. I really, like, I mean, especially, it was bad enough we got hit with round one, okay? I can deal with that. But then to get hit with day after day of oscillating lake effect snow bands, I hate it. I've always hated it, but I really hate it now because I can't do what I used to do outside. I mean, legitimately, it's it's a health thing. And um, I just can't uh, do what I used to do. It's a function of uh, the body getting older. And it's, it's embarrassing. It's freaking embarrassing to admit that because my exercise of choice is lifting weights, which is okay inside. Um, I enjoy the treadmill. Be nice if I used it every now and again. But uh, I've been a little bit busy on the air. But anyway, um, I, I'm just, I've, I've never been a fan of winter, and the older I get, the less of a fan of winter I become. I'd love to hear from people who are snowbirds, who are listening to us from wherever it is you snowbird, uh, and your thoughts on winter, love it, or hate it. And if you love winter, why do you love winter? 
And I hope you don't think ill of me for being honest with you, but I just I don't look real good in a cheerleader skirt uh, singing, oh, I just love this. I can't get enough of it. Oh, I love the Four Seasons. Uh, yeah, I like Frankie Valli in the Four Seasons, uh, and that's pretty much where it comes to an end. Uh, I enjoy a warm spring and a warm summer and a warm fall, but this weather outside that we've been dealing with uh, over the past few days can put it where the sun don't shine. Oh, wait a minute. Depending on where you are, of course, uh, the sun doesn't usually shine here until April or May. Uh, let's get <laughs> uh, let's get to uh, the calls on WBEN and uh, Gary on a cell phone. Gary uh, and, and your storm stories and thoughts as well, and suggestions for your you miss. <laughs> boy, can you tell I did a six hour and ten minute show yesterday? Um, your uh, your suggestions for the civic leaders of Western New York. There, I got it out. Ah. Um, anyway, Gary, you're on WBEN. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Tom, and good afternoon. And I'm yes, I'm loving it today. I'm heading to ski country. The 219 is open and fairly clear. What are you driving? Uh, my my comment is, you know, uh, with these winters and these incidents, is climate policy in the state and where this state is headed, and forcing building owners, homeowners into all electric. Heating, cooling, year-round use, what that poses in safety risk for areas in the city uh, where electric lines are often compromised in storms, and what plan, backup plan, this state may have for those who in a few years might be forced to have all-electric heating systems. So very basic home safety uh, policy that is headlong into costing the consumer a lot of money and putting them at risk. Um, we talked about that at great length after the blizzard of 22, and I could not agree with you more. The electrification of New York State is Kathy Hochul's peak of asininity, uh, if you will. Uh, the woman, she she doesn't get it. She just doesn't get it. The electric grid cannot handle the kind of load that is going to be put on it, number one. Number two. We live in a very cold climate. Let's talk about electric vehicles for a moment. Your battery, mm-hmm. you know, you, you can sit charging your car. And we talked about this with Lauren Fix the other day with David Bellavia. Uh, you can charge your car for uh, a long, long time and only get 25% uh, of the battery recharged in your car. And you think you've got 100 miles and you actually have 40 miles you can drive with your electric car. Uh, the stupidity of this electrification is absolutely stupid. Oh, and by the way, what supplies electricity? Oh, I'm sorry. That would be the burning of fossil fuels. Correct. It, it is absolutely. Two-thirds of our peak day is generated from natural gas turbines, right? So if peak use would shift to the winter. And there lies the problem, reliability. And yes. this state is headlong into telling us not only how to heat, cool, live in our homes, but forcing you to pay more for that privilege, right? And uh, as you're right. these systems, the price of power will climb. Uh, it's also a vehicle for further employment in Albany, right? And, and and regulation and reporting, I think it's one of the biggest mistakes they're making right now. And, and it's, it's going to have an, it's going to have an exponentially bad effect on people of color and people who are economically disadvantaged. 
And that's something Correct. the Democrats always like to mention. Uh, this will adversely affect people of color and people who are economically disadvantaged. Well, what the hell do you think your policy is going to do when everybody's got to convert to electric heat? I mean, these well, there, people. There is a flowback, Tom, of 30 cents on the dollar collected on the new carbon tax that's been proposed. And that's any emitting building, large user of energy, oil, transportation. The effect on gasoline use and diesel use is estimated at 62 cents a gallon. Okay? That's the carbon tax being proposed and forming now at the state level. Then, further, uh, anyone emitting or using hydrocarbon to heat, and by the way, New York City is 30% fueled by fuel oil, right, which isn't as clean as our natural gas systems, that will also be taxed heavily and then passed through to tenants and to uh, residents in these buildings. So the disadvantaged communities, 30 cents of that tax dollar will flow back to them after it's laundered by the state. And then, uh, and that's that's uh, presented as a benefit of the new carbon taxes. Now, we don't have to mention that we're losing population. We're losing our highest income people to other states. So fewer people paying more tax. And then for a policy that will also or could compromise our safety. Well, it's going to compromise our safety because during the blizzard of 22, if people had had to have heated with electricity, we would have had an inside-the-house death toll that would have been akin to something like Pakistan sees during an earthquake. <laughs> True. I mean, the, the whole idea is just absolutely stupid. And, I mean, I'm sorry, but Kathy Hochul, and I, again, I gave Kathy Hochul an A-plus for her management of round one of the storm we just had. She was missing in action for round two of the storm we just had, probably counting all her pension checks as they come in. But that's another story altogether. Uh, but uh, it reminds me, <laughs> Kathy Hochul reminds me of the Mel Brooks character in Blazing Saddle, Governor William Lepetamane. I mean, that's what she, that's what she reminds me of. I mean, <laughs> Kathy Hochul, it, Kathy Hochul is William J. Lepetamane, the governor in Blazing Saddles. Work, 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 work. Hello, boys. Bad Missed news you. given with a big smile, and that's her that's her caricature. Uh, and she's honestly. a rising star. I'm gonna and here's here's yeah. what really is gonna make you sick. The first female president this country has will be Kathy Hochul. Yikes. I'm telling she you, has, she's trying I've to make said this before. Now, dirt, dirt, and dirt. she's a more likable version of Cuomo, who she replaced. No, so. I, I, look, when Kathy Hochul took office, I said, the funny thing about this is there's going to come a time when you guys are going to miss Andrew Cuomo. You missing him yet? I mean, <laughs> and, Andrew Cuomo seems like a moderate compared to Kathy Hochul. Yes. Kathy Hochul is and as radical far left as they come. Oh no. Yes. And the green agenda, the climate religion, Put in some common sense and they don't back off on the goals. Common sense doesn't enter into this because there's an agenda that is well beyond my pay grade that's going on here. And when people, let's put it this way, when we have hundreds or thousands of people dying in their freezing Buffalo homes because the electric lines go down for two or three days, the next time we get a severe blizzard, um, you know what? And here's what really upsets me. We could have a massive death toll. She'll run for re-election, and everybody uh, with a D after their name is going to run for re-election, and they're going to win. 
because people, I'm sorry, but I love living here in the summertime, uh, but we have the dumbest voters in most of America. The dumbest voters. Like, I don't like living here, but I'm going to still vote for the people who make it possible. Are you kidding me? Yes. Well, thank you for bringing out an important point. And uh, certainly there's more to say there, more policy oh. to help change. Oh, but well. now it's now it's a uh, get in their face and give them a dose of reality. And it's starting to happen now. We have uh, Congressman Nick Langworthy, who's organizing a uh, energy forum here in Buffalo as soon as next week. This timing is superb with this weather and trying to bring sanity to uh, energy policy that doesn't fit our climate. No, it, it doesn't. It absolutely does not fit our climate. And, you know, one of the things, too, uh, when you go to certain parts of Europe, when they rebuilt after the Second World War uh, in Germany, for example, a lot of the uh, major power lines, they are underground and they are not yes. subject to the forces of nature, which uh, in most of Germany are not. Let's put it this way. Not a lot of lake effect bands of snow in Germany. Right. It's planning and it's good government. It's responsible government. I think they've gotten away with too much. Uh, and well, this Climate Protection Act, it's in place. It needs to be uh, softened, and the time frames sort of backed off. Well, but a timeout. You, 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 you call it climate protection. New York State, I, I'm sure you know the number on this, but you know, you know the percentage of, uh, glo- uh, of, of carbon emission that New York State, for which New York State is responsible, right? 0.05%. So you tell me, what is 0.05% going to do when you look at countries like China and India and, and, and other parts of the developing world? They're not worried about this. They want to develop. And right, we, we will year, pay the price. They've introduced 13 times our peak use of power in equivalent coal-fired units. So even if we were 100% hydro or green or solar or wind power, we would be one-thirteenth of the coal capacity that China has added this year. We have one atmosphere. It's all affected the same way. So this entire effort and spending and government waste is nothing more than a vehicle for employment. Uh, it's nothing more than an expression of stupidity and not getting it. But uh, again, Kathy Hochul wants she look. She wants to be the first female president, and by gum, she's probably going to be the first female president uh, as long as this country continues its swing to the left, which is not going to be hurt by the influx of the illegal invaders because you know they're going to be voting. I mean, that just goes without saying. Uh, and not That's to mention the dead. Not not Listen, not Tom, to mention the dead. Thanks for bringing out a uh, a strong point. And uh, keep it up. All right. Well, I, it, that, that, too, is getting difficult with age. But uh, thank you very much. Uh, I mean, that is to say, continuing uh, the fight. Uh, let's go to, yeah, watch Blazing Saddles on Netflix. It, it's, it, it, there are some really bad words that are used in Blazing Saddles, but it's a parody. And the opening theme song does say the sheriff conquers hate. So you got that going for you. Uh, Our our previous caller brought up some some phenomenal points. This whole idea of electrifying New York State is one of the most stupid ideas I've ever heard. First of all, let's consider the source of the power. It is what? It's burning coal. 
right? That's the source of most of our power, burning coal. So we're going to be burning more coal in the name of saving the climate. What? And there's the safety concerns. Now, we didn't have uh, many power outages this time. We had a few uh, in round one, but uh, not as many as we had during the blizzard of 22. Now, if we had people freezing to death in their homes during the blizzard of 22, what would have happened if those people were forced to spend ridiculous amounts of money uh, to put electric heating in their homes? We would have had a death toll in the hundreds or the thousands because Buffalo is an older city. That is to say, in terms of its population, Buffalo is an older city. And I hate to break the news to you, but uh, older people don't do that well in cold weather for various uh, cardiovascular and pulmonary re- uh, reasons. So if uh, you want your grandmother to die in the cold, uh, you uh, should vote for Kathy Hochul. Uh, and you should support Kathy Hochul if you want your grandmother, as well as the disadvantaged who can't afford stuff, uh, if you want them to die in the cold, then support Kathy Hochul's policy. Uh, but this is absolutely ridiculous. It's a race to the left in a certain political party. And I don't like to do politics as a rule in general. But when I see a clear and present danger to your health, the health of your family, and the health of people you don't even know and I don't even know, but they are Western New Yorkers, uh, fellow citizens, it really irks me. And uh, Godspeed to Nick Langworthy uh, in his uh, goal to bring some sanity to New York State. But, uh, you know, part of me just says good luck with that, Nick, because this state has been uh, bat poop crazy politically uh, for as far at least back a generation. And it's really it's really a shame. But uh, seriously, if you have Netflix and you watch Blazing Saddles and you see Governor William J. Lepetamane, Kathy Hochul, every time I watch Blazing Saddles, I think, oh, my goodness, that's Kathy Hochul as a man. That's Kathy Hochul as a man. And I can just imagine Hedley Lamar, the attorney general and official procurer of the state, as her husband, Bill Hochul, who I'm convinced is really running New York State. Uh, it is uh, 426 at News Radio 930. I used to call him J. Edgar Hochul back in the day when he was U.S. attorney. Uh, 426 at News Radio 930, WBEN. That new band, The Beatles, it's Bowerly. I feel almost heretical uh, talking over the voice of John Lennon. Forgive me, spirit of John Lennon. Uh, it is Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. Welcome to the show. And uh, basically, I'm doing a, uh, a storm open line. Um, starting off with, uh, you know, we all are at different points in our lives. And I am at the point in my life where, frankly, I don't like to feel helpless. Do you think that I really enjoy having to rely on the goodness and generosity of neighbors to shovel my driveway? No. It's humiliating, it's emasculating, and it makes me feel terrible. But 
I really should not be outside shoveling snow. And for those who don't know, back in 2017, I had a massive heart attack, Widowmaker, um, and underwent quadruple bypass. And it is, you know, it is what it is. And uh, I, I can't do what I used to do. And frankly, it's uh, it's it's embarrassing. You know, it it, it really is. So it's it, it, it's that. And it's just, uh, you know, I've never been particularly fond of winter as a grown man. Uh, but lately, like the blizzard of 22, did I feel like we did a lot of good for people? Yes, I do. The storm of 24 that we are just uh, digging out from now, do I feel like we did a lot of good? Yes, I do. Uh, do I enjoy that part of it? Yes, I do. But in terms of uh, winter living, I'm sorry. It's just it's just not for me. I really shouldn't ski because of the cold. Being outside in extended periods in cold weather, as much as I have thought about it, it just isn't a good idea uh, to be up uh, on a hill skiing downhill. Not a good idea. Not a good plan. Um, and, and frankly, I, the gloom of winter gets to me. You know, hazy shade of winter and all that stuff. And um, I love the summertime in Western New York, and I love the summertime because, and, and frankly, the, the attitude that I've adopted with summer in Western New York is you spend as much time outside as you possibly can in the summertime in Western New York uh, because it is all too short. It just seems like we get so gypped on great weather and so overburdened with sucky weather. And because I don't much care for winter, I consider this to be sucky weather. Now, look, as I've said, people are at different points in their lives. And people have different interests, hobbies, needs, etc. So if you are a snowmobile person, obviously this is awesome. If this is, if you're a skiing person, obviously this is awesome. Well, it's not awesome for me because I don't get to have, well, I don't own a snowmobile and I'm not going to buy a snowmobile because, uh, frankly, um... I think possessions are overrated, really, and uh, I sound like John Lennon there, but I I do think possessions are overrated, and the last thing I need is something else to maintain and something else to take care of, trying to uh, minimize life and not maximize life, and maybe you're in the same boat, maybe you're not. Um, Obviously, uh, many of you are snowbirds, and if you are snowbirding and you want to call in, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, The idea... For a long time, uh, at least to me anyway, the idea of moving to Florida was very, very appealing. For many reasons, the weather, of course, and the political climate in Florida, I I find appealing. However, uh, it's not going to be a money saver. And many of you have found out that, uh, okay, you can sell your house in Buffalo and Western New York and probably, depending on when you bought it, probably make out like a bandit with a massive profit. But the problem is... The real estate boom is taking place across the country. So all of that money you get for the house in which you are living now is going to be sucked up by the house you buy in Florida or pretty much anywhere else, maybe with the exception of Mississippi, um, which might be in the mix. I I don't know. Uh, Imagine me in Mississippi. Oh, that'll be a lot of fun. But anyway, (laughs) anyway, um, uh, do you love winter or do you hate winter? If you have any driving reports, we will take those. And something that I have not asked yet that I really have been wanting to ask is those of you in last night's great dig out in South Buffalo, Kaisertown and the old first ward. How did that go? 
Can you please give us a status report on how the great dugout went? Uh, I'd like to get a hold of Nate Martin again, but poor Nate Martin's probably sleeping. I mean, and, and I, I really must applaud everybody involved in the great dig. Uh, and I want to know if it was as successful where you live as I hoped it would be. Uh, one of my concerns yesterday was the idea that uh, it's not just a question of the mini toes getting up to a car and hooking up to the car and driving off. I mean, there's quite a bit of work involved in walking through the snow, trying to find a place in a snowed over car to attach what you have to attach and then uh, getting that uh, vehicle out of there. So if you lived in the area of the great uh, cleanout last night, the street to street cleanout. Uh, could you please tell us how that went for you? Because I'd love to know. I know we have a lot of listeners in the Old First Ward and Kaisertown and South Buffalo. How did it go? Uh, I haven't really heard a uh, uh, an update on that. Let's go to uh, John in Elma. John, you are on WBEN. Hello. Hey, Tom. How you doing? Uh, hanging in there. I just want to give a shout-out to uh, our highway department here in Elma, New York. Um, always top-notch. I can set my watch by them about maybe 6.15 in the morning. They're coming down my street every day. Um, it's been like clockwork. I, we've been out here 25 years, and I have no complaints at all about the highway department and our services. And uh, I think those guys, you know, they need a, they need a shout once in a while. Well, absolutely. A lot of these people have been working 16-hour days, and I want to get back to that. Uh, one of the things about Elma, though, that, that I understand is you don't have garbage pickup in Elma, right? You have to go to the dump and dump it off yourself? Right. We don't have garbage pickup. We go there. They're open four days a week, and they'll pretty much take anything you bring them. So, and Jimmy that's... Hoffa? <laughs> uh, probably. Yeah, if, if, if you're wrapping it off black black bags will take it so <laughs> now jimmy hoffa was probably cremated the same day he was killed and that's why nobody's ever going to find his body uh, he'll be found about the same time they find judge crater from the 1920s you can look that up online uh but yeah i mean look i, I mean i think the highway departments across western new york deserve a great deal of uh, of credit and, and the workers of the highway departments deserve great deal of credit because you know i did uh what i did over six hours on the air yesterday and I got to tell you, when I got off the air, I was absolutely exhausted. And I went out, I grabbed something to eat. Uh, a friend of mine came up to me and said, you look tired. I said, I am tired. And I'm not exaggerating. I was asleep at 7.45 last night. I was dead. I was dead on my feet. I was sleeping at 7.45. And you you might think that this is an easy job, but it really, it really isn't. You have to stay on your mental feet and have some mental agility for an extended period of time. And, um... You know, I'm not. I'm not complaining. It, it beats driving a plow for a living. I don't know how they're doing 16-hour shifts. It's a, it's a different line of work. What you do, it's it, it's it's mentally exhausting, and you know, get getting in a truck and driving 12, 16 hours. It's that's not easy either. So, no. I think no. that you know, I think the you know all highway departments should be commended because uh, I took a, I took a ride today. I was I was through West Seneca Orchard Park. And Chickawaga, and everything looks in great shape. So, but I and just you know, want to give that shout out to the uh, to the crew in Elma. And uh, I know we have a small crew, but they they work very hard and very long hours. How many uh, how many inches at your house? Oh, geez, I would have to say at least four feet. 
four feet. Yeah, it sounds about yeah. right. The the yeah. uh, Lan- the Lancaster Elma border area in particular was very very hard hit. I've seen pictures um, from a certain street in Lancaster that I-, I cannot believe how much snow Lancaster got. I'm not sure if the entire town got it, but I do know that the border with Elma got absolutely um, hammered. Yes, absolutely, and I I, I think in Elma. The reason it doesn't look like we have as much is because things are spread out. Homes are further uh, apart. Um, when you go into the more residential areas like Chicktawaga, West Seneca, where things are closer, it 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 looks like there's more snow, you know, because everything's more condensed. Interesting. Very interesting. Thank you uh, very much. I appreciate the call. I think I had, uh, I don't know, maybe 8 to 10 inches, which is the first time in my life I've ever been able to say that. Uh, Here is, uh, giggity, here's Darlene in uh, South Buffalo. Darlene, you're on WBEN. Hello. Hi, Tom. So I live on a street, I live on a street off of, running off of Senec Street by Casanova Park, which is right on the, like, city line, of South Buffalo and West Seneca. So first of all, we had about five feet of snow. It was horrendous. Okay, so last night, constantly, the um, tow the tow trucks were coming through, picking up the snow, taking it out all night long, beeping, 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 beeping. All right. So this morning, I get up, I look out at the street. It's almost bare, right to the bottom of the pavement. Then I look. Four feet of ice, solid black, blocking the driveway. Couldn't get the car out. Well, you know, I got it's, it's interesting because I got a complaint about that in uh, email today. Uh, somebody saying that uh, what they did was criminal. They, you know, they they buried me in 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 ice and snow that I can't get out. What? But what is the answer? If you want to clear a street curb to curb, and that was the announced goal uh, of the DPW and all the others involved in the street to street operation, I mean, that has always been a problem, and it's always going to be a problem. You certainly can't have the plows lifting up their blade every time they go past a driveway, or they might as well not be out there at all. Do you have a solution? No, there is no solution. That's the way they got to do it. And so what I had to do this morning because it was too solid even for the snowblower to blow. I had to, like, just chip it off, chip it off, chip it off. Must have took me five hours. Oh, it's it's, it's a... Yeah. No, it, it, it's 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 a bitch. I mean, it really is. And, you know, that, that kind of stuff, uh, just hearing your story reminds me of what I call the quicksand snow of the blizzard of 22, that heavy, heavy, heavy snow. And trying to walk through that, that was that was like a heart attack waiting to happen right there. Yeah. And, you know, Tom, you were saying uh, before you were saying, where else would you rather live? Well, after the blizzard of 77, I moved to San Francisco. And I lived there for 40 years, and I just came back about five years ago because you can't afford to live in San Francisco anymore. You either got to be very, very wealthy or very, very poor. But, Tom, they had, like, the perfect weather there. Never got over 80, never got below, like, 45. Well, at some point, they're also going to have the perfect earthquake. Uh, so San Francisco is definitely not on my radar anytime really soon, even to go there and visit. I'll be happy to fly over it, but that's about it. But then I came back here, Tom, and there was an earthquake in Buffalo. 
Yeah, but we don't get, I mean, look, the world's worst earthquake in history can happen at any point on Earth at any time. Okay, people need to understand that. But as far as risk factors are concerned and tectonic plates and fault lines and everything, um, there is, look, we've heard about it for generations now. The big one is going to hit San Francisco and a lot of California at some point in the future, and Gavin Newsom may find himself the governor of an island. I don't know. (laughs) That's what he deserves. (laughs) Well, maybe Devil's Island or Rikers. But um, I thank you very much. I appreciate the call. I'd love to hear from other people who experienced the uh, street-to-street clearing that we saw last night in uh, Buffalo, which I frankly thought was a brilliant idea. But how did it play out in practice? I'd like to talk to Nate Martin, but the poor man has to sleep at some point. I presume he's trying to get some shut-eye. I mean, that, that's one hell of a long shift. I mean, he was working all day yesterday and all through the night last night, along with you guys in the PD, the parking people, uh, the workers of DPW. I mean, you guys put in a tremendous effort, and I'd love to know how it worked out for the residents of those streets. Um, and again, I, I would frankly be surprised if it worked as planned because any operation like that never works as planned. And the time it would have taken to get to those cars that were snowed in was one of my big concerns yesterday, uh, logistically speaking. Let's go to Missy in Clarence Center. Missy, how you doing? I'm doing very well. Thank you very much. Um, um, I just want to comment. I have lived in Kentucky and in Phoenix, Arizona. And um, Kentucky, what you have to worry about is the ice. And what they do is that they brine the roads. They have these trucks going up and down, like our snowplows, up and down the roads doing this brine, which is like a salt uh, water type. Like a salt solution, a salt water solution. Yes, right, exactly. And they do that, and it's because UPS has their uh, one of their uh, major um, uh, Yes, there. So that's the reason why they do that. And then we moved to um, Kentucky, or rather to a Phoenix, which is extreme heat. And with that, you have to um, deal with the heat, the scorpions, the javelinas, the snakes. I'm telling you, I was so happy when we decided to move back to Clarence. Um, and in light of the blizzard of 22 and this uh, never-ending oscillation of 24, any second thoughts about that? No, none. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And I'm 73 years old, and I've been out and I've been shoveling and doing, you know, what I have to do and my snowplow guy and stuff. And I'm telling you, absolutely never. Absolutely. I, you know, uh, no. Mm-mm. Well, I can't wait to get out, at least for the winter time. I can't wait. Oh, well, good for you. Okay. I hope I, I, honestly, I, I can't wait. Look, there is there is no panacea. There is no heaven on earth. I have heard a lot of great things about Tennessee. Oh, yeah. Well, Tennessee is sort of like Kentucky. Um, you know, they're just right under Kentucky, and they have the, um, you know, the the – uh, Brian and the uh, ice and that. So there's no, yeah. you're right. There's no panacea. 
Yeah, no, there, there is, there's always pluses and minuses everywhere you go. But uh, between the politics and the weather, um, I think I've reached my limit here, at least in the wintertime. And uh, maybe snowboarding is the way to go because I love the area um, of, of western New York, but I hate the weather and I hate the politics of New York State. And oh, life is, Tom, life is short. don't leave us. Well, no, I'd still do the show. I could do the show from Honolulu, but I have no desire to oh, move there. Oh, all right, good. I have good. I have no desire to live in Honolulu because the cost of everything is ridiculous, um, yes, and the, co- the cost of anything that, in Hawaii is absurd. Don't leave us because between well, yeah, I, I mean, I that that's one of the reasons why we came back is because no, of WGR. We uh, loved it. Oh my goodness! Well, that's uh, that's hardly hardly a reason, but uh, no, I mean, I look. The, the, the nice thing is, I can work remotely, and it's not a big deal. Um, oh, so, okay, fantastic. Yeah, I mean, well, go wherever you I need mean, to go, and yes. you know, for your for your own edification, and that's wonderful. Thank you very much, Tom. Thank you, thank you, my love, and thank you for using the word edification. Uh, the first caller in about five and a half years to use the word, and uh, it's always good to hear the 50-cent words from you guys. Well played. All righty, loves, welcome. It is Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. Kind of doing an open line on the storm and the weather and what you're experiencing now, and I can't believe uh, in parts of Amherst it is still coming and coming. It won't stop coming. It just keeps on coming down, which was in the forecast. Uh, but good Lord, enough, enough. Uh, and look, uh, like I said, I, I'm just, I various reasons, not, I'm just not a winter guy. And I just can't. I, it's gotten to the point where I can't. I, I, I don't think I can take another winter living in uh, western New York. I'm sorry, but I just don't think I can. Um, and look, a lot of that is uh, health-related things that uh, really are out of my control. And uh, don't hate me for it. Uh, just believe me, if I could change genetics with you, I would. Uh, but it just isn't a good idea for me to be outside for any extended periods of time when it's this cold outside. Um, but, you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, 803-0930. Maybe you want to give somebody a shout-out. Maybe you want to give somebody a critique. Um, and I would love to hear from people in the area where they did the street-to-street sweep last night in the city of Buffalo as to how that worked out for you. Uh, here is Barb in South Chictawaga. I love how you say South Chictawaga. You are on WBEN. Welcome. Hi, Tom. How are you? Well, hanging in there. I'm with you. If I was your age, I'd be out of here, but I'm your mother's age. Well, I'm in South Chicago, off of French Road, almost the border with Seneca. Yeah, oh, oh, okay. West Seneca got hammered, too. Six feet of snow with seven feet drips. It took three snowblowers and four men to clean my driveway. But last night, all night long, they scooped the street, um, the snow off the street to widen it and carry it away. They did an awesome job, but they left these six, seven, eight feet uh, high banks at at the intersections. It's scary. I'm thinking, oh my God, I'm on. I, I look at the intersection. I see these cars. I go, oh, I hope a car is not coming the other way. Well, That's you know, the situation you- here. Well, you know, that obviously we've seen that happen before after major snowstorms. And basically what you have to do is just inch your way out. And the people on the main road uh, that is going by your side street, uh, they've got to slow it down a little bit, understanding that there could be a car inching its way out. And don't don't be afraid to use your horn. Uh, the horn is there oh, yeah. for a reason. 
You know, oh, yeah, the, the, you think, the, you know, they would slow down. Now, I can see down the French Road, and the cars are going, they're really uh, going back and forth real fast. But I'm thinking if someone pulls out on the French Road, good luck. <laughs> um, yeah, and again, we, we've seen it before. There's a way to handle that, and the way is to just gently nose your way into the traffic flow and hope that somebody who's coming at you instead of T-boning you uses their horn. Uh, you don't have to blare the horn, but just a couple of quick toots of the horn to let the person know that, uh, hey, I'm coming. Right, right. But on the other hand, if you want some more snow out there in Winniesville, we'll chuck you some out. <laughs> oh, I, I honestly, I don't really think that's necessary, uh, quite frankly, because uh, this part of Amherst, uh, known as uh, Williamsville, there is still a steady snowfall coming down. Uh, Amherst, yeah, here, here too, at the radio still, station. I mean, still here, it's still snowing. Do, do you, I, mean, has, I, know, I, don't, I don't think it stopped. I know what the forecast is. I mean, this was this was forecast, but are are you at the point yet where you're saying, "Good Lord, enough is enough is enough"? Because I oh, am. I say, please God, take it away. You put it here, please God, take it away. <laughs> well, if we have temperatures in the 40s uh, next week and we have some rain, that is going to help in bringing down the snow piles at the intersections. Uh, the end of your so you live now. You, if you were in Sachik Dawagi, you wouldn't be part of the Buffalo uh, as curb to curb sweep <laughs> last night. Um, the, no, no, uh, I'm between Union and right. and a transit. The snow that uh, has been hitting you and the plows that deposit the snow at the end of your driveway, um, what did you do about that? Oh, they were very nice. They scooped my uh, apron after they went, you know, past it. They scooped every driveway apron out and put it, you know, on this big high bank. That was awesome. They did They did a good job, except the high banks they left at the intersections. I thought they, they could have taken some down. Were these, I, I'm, I'm a little bit curious here, were these municipal workers who did this? No, no, no. They were contract. By the way, how much are they getting paid, these contractors? Uh, that is a good question. I do not know the answer to that. And um, as far as Chictawaga is concerned, I don't know the answer. As far as the city of Buffalo, we talked about that yesterday with Nate Martin. Uh, it's safe to say it's going to be in the millions of dollars between the contractors and the overtime. Are they getting paid the $250 an hour? I would doubt they're getting $250 an hour. If they are, make me a contractor. Um, I'd pick you up where, and we'd go work, right? <laughs> where, 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 did you, where did you get that figure? Uh, on TV. Oh, I was watching well. the uh, Channel 7 this morning, I think. I don't know. Wow. And I heard it, and I thought, wow. Maybe that's for the day. Is it for the hour? I don't know. <laughs> well, you said you said an hour, but I mean, an hour, remember, yeah. But, I mean, the, the contractors, I mean, that, that raises the question, are we talking about the contractor, uh, the contracting firm that has employees to pay, or are we talking about one single contractor? That's right, right, right. And I would doubt that a single contractor is getting two hundred and fifty dollars an hour. Uh, my I guess hope would be not. that the that's my taxes. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, again, welcome to Western New York. Uh, oh yeah. Just open wallet and empty it, and uh, you can call yourself a Western New Yorker. Um, I, I, as far as that figure goes, I would like that explained in greater detail, because if it's for a firm 
that seems reasonable depending on how many people they have working because they've got to, you know, they, obviously they have to pay their workers. But I don't know. But I do know that in the city of Buffalo, it is going to go in the millions of dollars, and it's not going to surprise me if they turn to the state and the federal government for assistance. But keep in mind, who funds the state and federal governments? We do. One way or, right. One uh-huh. way or the other. Yeah, one way or the other. Uh, it, it's... Last night, there was four scoopers in front of my house, and there was trucks lined all the way down the street to get their snow loaded. I mean, there was a lot of equipment just in my on my street or down the street. They, they were lined up, these trucks, and there was like four, those scoopers, you call them, and they'd scoop up the snow and put it in the truck, and off it'll go. Well, uh, this has been a very monumental storm, and I think what, uh, what what's what's getting to me, and I think what might be getting to other people as well, is it just won't stop. Right. Like I, I mean, said, it, it's still it's snowing a, here. Lightly, general, but it's snowing. So, I mean, I'm, I'm really surprised that they did the apron of your driveway because uh, that's been a complaint of people that I've heard uh, today from various sectors is uh, that, is that, uh, okay, so they plowed my street, but now I've got all this snow at the end of my driveway, so I'm no better off now. What good is a plowed street if I can't get out of my driveway? And it's like trying to clear an iceberg. Right, right. Oh, no, they were very nice to us out here. After they widened the street and cleaned it, I watched them out the window. They went into everybody's driveway, including mine, and scooped it out and took it away, put it on the truck. By the way, where are they putting the snow? Um, I'm pretty sure they're putting it in uh, Lancaster and Alma and West Seneca. I'm pretty sure that's where they're putting it. Now oh. they, they've got they, they've got designated areas to dump snow. It depends on your municipality. I don't have the complete list in front of me, but yeah. they've got they've got places already scoped out and sited where they can put the snow in an event like this, which is like never ending. It seems. That's right. I mean, my car, well, my car was my car right now looks like uh, looks pretty much like it did yesterday uh, outside. It's just covered with snow once again. And of course, before you start driving, you have to brush it off, including the roof, uh, right. which is interesting for those of us who are not six feet tall. Uh, and you mentioned six feet of snow. It's always daunting when there is more snow on the ground than your height. I mean, that's really dis- that's really discouraging. Right, right. You got that right. Well, my car looks like it just came from the car wash. It's in the garage. I haven't taken it out. (laughs) Well, uh, that's outstanding. I uh, thank you kindly for the phone call, and uh, good luck to you in South Chictawaga. Thank you. Thank you. Any uh, storm stories that uh, you want to tell? You want to give us an update on the driving conditions, where you are? I'd love to hear from people who got uh, driving ban tickets and you don't think you deserve the driving ban ticket because this whole essential versus non-essential thing uh, is something that I find uh, uh, they, they, they really need to improve that list. Uh, and I was very happy to hear the uh, was it the West Seneca supervisor the other day talking about the fact that when they uh, had the driving ban in effect, it did not apply to the, it did not. That's eh, an interesting word. It did not apply to the private contractors. Uh, and again, if you have emergency personnel going to hospitals, nursing homes, fire halls, if you have emergency personnel uh, doing. Um, anything whatsoever, they need fuel for their own vehicles. And the gas stations are plowed out by private contractors. So if the gas stations aren't open, guess who isn't going to work? 
the essential workers because they're not going to have a place to get gasoline. So clearly, people who work at gas stations are essential workers, and the private plows are essential workers. I don't even think that's debatable. And I heard a very disturbing story the other day from uh, somebody who said a uh, certified nursing assistant at a local nursing home. Uh, received a ticket from a local police officer who should be ashamed of himself because the uh, and I, look I'm, you won't find a more pro law enforcement guy than I but uh, that's a total tool move and I suspect it's a young and inexperienced cop and a stupid one at that you don't give tickets during a driving ban to people who are going to take care of the elderly in a nursing home which by the way hate to break the news for you probably includes the mothers and fathers of a lot of men and women on the job so well done tool cop boy like had like his name uh not not a real smart move just stupid certified nursing assistants at nursing homes should absolutely positively be able to get to work during a driving ban and once they get there guess what they're probably going to stay there and sleep in uh, cots in very uncomfortable conditions uh that story uh, that call still makes me angry that there could be a cop that's stupid to issue a ticket to somebody who's going to take care of senior citizens who cannot take care of themselves. What the hell is wrong with that guy? Uh, I hope he gets an earful from the chief, and I hope the person who got that ticket fights it. Uh, I don't know where that ticket was issued, but I hope that uh, she writes a letter to the town prosecutor and just gets them to drop the case entirely. Uh, because they have the ability to do that, and that is just one of the stupidest, most toolist moves I've ever heard. What, you think cops don't have parents in nursing homes? Idiot. Bowerly with you on the radio. And uh, we are trying to get Nate Martin on with us, uh, the chief of Buffalo's Department of Public Works. Um, I hope we are able to get Nate Martin with us um, to give us a follow-up on how the operation last evening worked out. And if you are a resident of Kaisertown, the old First Ward, or South Buffalo, and you live on one of the streets where they were doing a sweep, uh, a street-to-street sweep to get your curb-to-curb plowed out and using the mini-toes, um, I would love to hear uh, on your street how the operation went. And I, I just, you know, I, I have a sneaking suspicion that maybe they didn't get as much done as they had hoped to get done. And, like, this is just my supposition, okay? Don't take this as fact. It's Tom making assumptions. I want to make that very clear. And the reason I doubt whether they got done what they really had wanted to get done is the reason that I brought up yesterday with Nate uh, Martin when he was on the program about 24 hours ago, that it's not a question of just driving a mini-toe up to a car, hooking it up, and then driving away. Uh, You've got to navigate on foot through the snow and figure out a way to hook up the car and then get it out of there. Um, And if you've ever tried to walk through feet and feet of plowed snow, it's not the easiest thing to do. Uh, And after a while, look... Um, when you use your muscles, lactic acid builds up in the muscle tissue. That's what makes you stiff and sore. And uh, after a while, your legs start to get a little bit uh, tight and sore and then a little bit wobbly, and you got to look out. And everybody who was involved in an operation last night, I mean, the people who work for government, uh, they can't really comment uh, without official sanction. But uh, those of you in the private sector, you can comment without official sanction. You don't have to tell us uh, for whom you work or whatever. But uh, I just wonder how successful the operation was because I thought the idea was great. 
but oftentimes uh, you'll find that, uh, you know, David called it a, uh, David Bellavia, who is a Medal of Honor recipient, called it like a military operation. And in any military operation, I didn't serve, but I do know this, things just don't go according to plan. And you have to improvise on the spot, as David did, by the way, uh, in his uh, actions, which earned him the Congressional Medal of Honor. <laughs> you remembered. Oh, what a night. Yes. It's uh, Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. Oh, what a past few days it has been. Uh, wonder if we're going to see a baby boom um, in nine months. Just something that always is asked after every major snowstorm when you're uh, cooped up uh, inside. Uh, 803-0930, star 930. In fact, I think I might be proud. Actually, it's kind of strange. Um, 803-0930, star 30, 1-800-616-WBEN. Let's go to Dom in uh, Colden. You're on the air. Hello. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Well, I thank was, you uh, for calling. I was uh, calling in regards to the way they're picking up these cars in Kaisertown with a gigantic fork truck. Or it's, it's, it's a gigantic, uh, you know, it's like a fork truck gigantic they're picking these cars up they're not illegally parked okay they're picking them up like they would pick up a car in a junkyard and when they pick them up like that they basically can cause thousands and thousands of dollars of damage underneath the car all around the car you couldn't even you could even total a car by picking them up with a fork truck like that i can't understand why they're doing it it's unbelievable how would you like it if you had a $60,000 car legally parked in front of your house and having it picked up with a fork truck and causing all kinds of damage, who's responsible for that? They'll say, call your insurance company. Am I right or wrong? Uh, yeah, they probably will call, uh, tell you to call your insurance company. Uh, on the other hand, the people who live in those areas did have plenty of notice to get their cars off the street. Um, I know that's easier said than done, um, but I, I don't know... Uh, can you give me a better? Can you give me a better answer? Can you give me a better way to do it? If the goal is to clear streets from side to side, curb to curb. Well, you could you could tell them on a flatbed. That would be the safe way to go. But to pick them up like you're picking up a car in a junkyard, uh, that's that's totally irresponsible and ridiculous. It's unbelievable. I can't now, believe they're doing it. Have you seen you're videos right? of this uh, in, in action? It was on, cha- this, um, it was on Channel Four, and they even. Uh, they were interviewing one of these people on a radio. I think it's on WGR. It could even be in, uh, I can't remember his name. Uh, they were interviewing him while they're picking up the cars <clears throat> on Channel 4 today. It was just on a couple minutes ago. Unbelievable. Oh, uh, oddly enough, I'm, I'm kind of busy watch, uh, doing the radio show, so I don't have a chance to check out the news, uh, at least uh, insofar as uh, uh, newscasts are concerned when I'm on the air. I can, I can only look at so many screens at the same time. Uh, did anybody complain about damage to their car? No, but I'm, I'm looking at this, and I can't believe it. Would you want your car being picked up by a fork truck, you know, a gigantic fork truck? Uh, no, I my, my car is a little more than, than what you mentioned earlier. Uh, absolutely not. But uh, I, I have off-street parking, and I, I park in my driveway, so I don't have to worry about that. Uh, but the uh, situation with the, uh, with the uh, truck, uh, do you have experience in the towing industry, the automotive industry? 
Do I? Well, I used to work in a junkyard. <laughs> I know what. <laughs> they, could, they could be using magnets. Yeah, but that's uh, it's unbelievable. I can't believe. Hey, listen, they give the, if the people can't move their cars because the the plow is they didn't plow the street. Where are they going to move the car to? They have no they have no uh, no other way to do. They just let the car sit on the curb and until the street is plowed. I don't understand why they're doing it. That's ridiculous. Unless the car's in the middle, if the car's in the middle of the road, okay, I can see it. But right. to pick it up with a fork truck, no, that is un, unacceptable, unbelievable. I can't believe well, it. Well, Dom, here, here's the thing though. Uh, I, I haven't had one call today uh, from. Actually, I haven't had a single call from anybody. Uh, no, just one call from somebody in the area where they were doing the extensive work. And that, that I don't even think was in the city of Buffalo. But uh, I haven't had a single caller today um, calling in outrage over damage to their car from what the city did overnight. Not one caller has called. I mean, if, if, if uh, what you are saying is true, I can guarantee you that I would get call after call from people whose vehicles were damaged in the operation overnight. People would be bitching up a storm, and that has not happened on this show. Well, this is not happening overnight. It's happening right now <laughs> in the daylight. Uh, Channel 4 okay, News, you can watch it. One of, one of the things that we've talked about today has been this uh, street-to-street operation. Uh, as far as the uh, as far as far using a forklift, uh, no. I mean, to answer your question directly, I would not want a forklift used on my car, even if it was a cheap automobile, uh, because you're correct. Thousands of dollars of damage can ensue. Uh, and I, I'd love to hear from anybody who has had their car damaged by uh, any snow uh, removal operation that has been going on, whether it was the street to street thing, uh, or whether it was uh, uh, whether it was uh, where in what place uh, did you see the forks uh, the forklifts being used? What what means uh, Kaiser Kaiser Town in Kaiser Town? They had, they had a radio some radio guy I can't remember his name. I think he's either on WGER or WBEN. I uh, can't remember his name. They were interviewing him while they're picking up the cars. <laughs> Well, I don't know. I don't know anything about WBEN. I don't. I keep my nose to myself. Uh, all right, we'll we'll see if we get calls from people. I mean, I, I think you raise a very valid point, and I'd like to know more about the operation. And uh, you know, we have put out a call to Nate Martin, the Department of Public Works Commissioner, and uh, I think you know he's probably zonked right now. He's probably sleeping. But uh, thank you for the call, Dom. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you. Okay. Thanks a lot for taking my call. Absolutely. I mean, I'm not, look, I'm not uh, Mr. Automotive, um, so I, I'm i not the guy to uh, be able to describe heavy machinery to anybody or uh, what a mini-toe is and exactly how it works, so I apologize for that. It's just, uh, when it comes to driving, <laughs> let me just tell you real simple, here's what, I, here's what I do when I buy a car. I drive it, I like it, I see how fast it is, and then I buy it. <laughs> just and that's about all I know about cars. If I get a flat tire, I call AAA or I call Jeff Mucciarelli, one or the other. Here's Frank in uh, in Holland. Hey, Jeff, how you doing? Uh, here's uh, Frank in Holland. Frank, you're on WBEN. Hello. Hey, Tom. I can appreciate this guy's concern for the safety of the vehicle, but you know the safety of everyone else. You know, dealing with all this, if they really cared about their vehicle and didn't want it to get picked up like that, they would have planned ahead and not left left it in that circumstance sorry there's too many people out there that have lived in new york and know the way it happens you know you think ahead and you plan and the people that you know get their cars towed like that they probably don't care about their cars anyway 
because they didn't plan on protecting them. Um, very, very interesting. But see, Frank, here, here's the problem that we run into, especially you think about the old first ward, Kaisertown, South Buffalo. You've got a lot of older people who live there. And unless the younger people are willing to help dig the older people out, a lot of the older people can't safely dig their car out of several feet of very heavy snow that has been deposited by the plows. I mean, it's, it's almost like a known situation. Um, and I, I like what one of our callers said the other day about uh, uh, volunteers called snow angels who go out and do this for people who can't do it for themselves. Hell, e- even if you pay people to do it, it's worth it. Well, Tom, the the senior citizens that are in that circumstance, in that area, they've got wisdom beyond our years. And I'm sure that they've dealt with it before, and they know how to deal with it, and I'm sure they have people that can help them before it gets to that case. Uh, What what do you know about these mini-toes? Because, to be very frank with you, I don't know anything about mini-toes. I don't know a lot, but I can imagine that if they actually do it, the town would not want to put itself into a liveless uh, liability of damaging all these cars. Sorry, I, I can't imagine that they're going to do as much damage as is imagined by others, you know. Uh, actually, uh, I'm getting some emails here from other people who saw what our previous caller, Dom and Colden, saw uh, on the TV uh, using the forklift. And uh, I, I do agree that if you use a forklift and you put it underneath a vehicle, uh, there's no telling what you're going to destroy underneath that vehicle. And then the issue becomes if you were legally parked and the city moved your car and damaged the car, I think the city ought to be responsible for any damage repairs. I absolutely agree with you. If that, if it's going to damage the vehicles and the city does it, even in a state of an emergency, they love to spend money in emergencies. They don't even plan ahead. They wait until the emergency and just pay taxpayer dollars. So you and I will be paying for those. Well, I, I hope to hear from somebody on the program here at 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN, who has had their car damaged, and somebody who can explain mini toes to a guy who just, I don't get heavy machinery, um, and it's ironic because my dad was a purchasing agent for a company that dealt with a lot of heavy machinery, but clearly uh, that skill was not passed on to me. Um, I thank you very much. I appreciate it. I look forward to hearing from them as a taxpayer myself. All right. Thank thank you. All right. Uh, you may have seen that report. Um, and, again, somebody can explain to me and everybody listening what a mini-toe is. Is a mini-toe a forklift, or are they two different, uh, uh, are they two different modes of moving an automobile? I, I honestly... I'm I'm clueless when it comes to heavy uh, machinery or machinery of any kind. I mean, I'm the kind of guy who looks at a pushing lawnmower and says, how do I start this thing? Oh, you don't. You just push it. Oh, okay. I got it. Uh, 803, hey, like I've said a million times, you have skills in some areas and you have no skills in other areas, and that is a field in which I have absolutely no skill, knowledge, or expertise. However, if you want to discuss the Battle of Stalingrad, be happy to do that, but that's uh, not really what we're doing today. 803-0930, star 930. I feel like I've let you down horribly. I should have asked more specifically yesterday exactly what a mini-toe is. Is a mini-toe the same as a forklift? And if it is the same as a forklift, why do you call it a mini-toe? Or are they two different vehicles? I don't know. Uh, you probably do. I mean, we've got a lot of uh, hardworking people out there who re- actually work for a living who might be able to clear that up for us. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Uh, John in Orchard Park, you are on. Hello. Hello. 
Yeah, uh, you know, the city's using a forklift. They're going to do a lot of damage. I used to work in a salvage yard, and that's how they picked up the cars. And, uh, you know, normally you crush the, uh, you crush the exhaust system, you bend the drive shaft, and if you get too close to the motor, you push the you push the motor mounts up, and you push the motor right up and break the motor mounts. I mean, I've done this for 30 years. So, so do you, you know, can, for can them you, to do that is completely asinine. I, I want to get more from you because, I mean, I'm, but by the way, I'm kind of flattered by the number of people who either work or have worked in junkyards who listen to the show. Thank you. Um, hold on. I want to get more information from you because I'm trying to figure out what the difference is, if there is any, between a mini tow and a forklift. Because, and I heard forklift yesterday, my first question would have been, well, how about the damage to the underbelly of the car? That seems like a rather uh, dangerous situation for the uh, automobile. Uh, let's get back to uh, John in uh, Orchard Park. John, uh, is a forklift the same as a mini-tow? No, no. What they're doing is they're using a rollback tilt bed where you just you hook up, and if you don't know what you're doing and you hook up the wrong area, you're going to bend your uh, steering systems. You're going to steer. You're going to bend your tie rods. You're going to bend everything up. Uh, a a, a, a rollback tilt bed, flat bed that tilts down, and you slide the car up. I call it dry, which means you're putting a lot of pressure on your transmission because the cars are locked and they're pulling them up dry. Sometimes, uh, you know, you don't have a problem, but other times, you you and all of a sudden you're having a transmission problem because. You put so much stress on that linkage to the transmission that your transmission is going to fail. Well, I, look, I don't doubt that a forklift could seriously damage various systems of an automobile. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Th thank you very much. Let's go to Henry in uh, Kaisertown. Henry, this was an unexpected twist on the show. You're on WBEN. Welcome. Hey, how's it going? So, you know, for several decades, they would come down the street and they would plow, give you the opportunity to move your car to the plowed off side of the street. And then the next day they'd come by, plow the other side, and you'd have curb to curb service. But this year, I mean, I had absolutely no notice till I got home from work at like nine o'clock at night that, hey, we're going to be doing this. Thankfully, I had a driveway, which a point of order. A lot of, a lot of homes and households in Kaisertown don't have driveways, so everyone Correct. has to park on the street. And then on top of it, I'm leaving for work at 6.30 this morning, and they had almost every street blocked off. So they want you to get your car off the street. But if I didn't have a badge from the thruway authority saying, hey, I got to go because I'm plowing roads, I wasn't even able to get my car out of the street. Thank God I had that. Uh, what what kind of equipment did you see used? Uh, did, did you happen to watch any of the operation on your street in Kaisertown? Uh, they had like a couple of miniature loaders when I was leaving this morning, but I didn't see anything with the towing. I'm just, I'm hearing some of this stuff, and I got to say, a lot of these cars, with if they were using something like forks, like they use in the junkyard, there is a lot of severe damage that you can cause oh. these cars, and a lot of people aren't going to know that until they go out in the snowbank and crawl under the car, which is just a dangerous thing to begin with. I mean, I just so imagine all kinds of, I imagine all kinds of things being punctured and crushed and stuff leaking all over the place. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's people that have put jacks that can test this in the wrong place. Next thing you know, uh-oh, you just went through your oil pan, and it's a couple thousand dollars repair there. And, you know, if so, unless someone goes under there or get their car inspected right after these tows, who knows what actually happened here. And uh, like the last caller said, even when you're pulling cars that are in park, you're putting a lot of torsional strain 
on your drivetrain and everything else because you're trying to pull this up and everything's in parking. You can have problems later on the road that you might not see right now until you get out there and drive your car, get it in the air and look at it. Well, I once had a, I once uh, worked with a guy who had a Volkswagen Carmen Ghia. Nobody ever told him he had to change the oil in it, and you can imagine what happened after a period of time. Uh, thank you very much. I appreciate the uh, call. Man, I, I wish we had more time to take calls on this. Uh, note to self, take class in heavy equipment and how it works. Okay, let me uh, put that down for further notice. But, uh, well, that sounds like it's going to be a very interesting topic over the weekend, uh, and especially for those who discover that their vehicles uh, have been damaged by the use of a forklift. Um, and why they would why they would use a forklift, I don't have a clue. I'm that, that baffles the hell out of me because I might not know anything about heavy equipment, but I do know that if you put a forklift under an automobile, uh, something is going to get crushed and something is going to get damaged. And I do believe the city should t- face full liability for any damage to these vehicles. Uh, it is uh, 556 at News Radio 930, WBEN. Stay with us. Tom Puckett next with the Buffalo's Evening News from 6 until 7 on News Radio 930, WBEN. I will be off on Monday. Go Bills. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.